While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at Movies Rock Podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. song i love and i and i haven't haven't heard in a while is is candy rain oh it's a great song dude oh dude and, wait my love, love you you ever dream. okay that's enough we're gonna get we're gonna get everyone <laughs> everyone at home is wondering why they still listen well, to it. i know you know, and you know, we're gonna get sued <laughs> yes exactly you know what song is stuck on my head and it's because my daughter keeps watching it is the theme song from the loud house that song i have no idea what that is i have no children tomas that Means okay. Okay. I can. <laughs> I can. I can bridge this gap because <laughs> Eric, you. you've got. You've got uh, pups. Um, have you heard the cheese tax song? I love the cheese tax song, dude. It's my wife song. goes around the whole house just singing it it's all day for the last I week. I think it's so funny. I don't know it why. Is, it is hysterical. You're not wrong. What is that? It's uh, you've never. You're gonna have to look it up, Tomas. But it's it's a really cute song that was that's it, put on the internet. That's funny, and people put videos of their dogs. And it's about how dogs require a cheese tax. So whenever you have a dog and you oh, break yes. cheese, my dog, and it, it, it it's yes. so true because it's true. whenever there's cheese in my house, my dog is present, like it's immediately. Very true. It's, the and I they pay hear the, the crackle of that craft single. It's yeah, dude, they love it's it. Dude. They, and I pay him the cheese tax too. I give it mm-hmm. to him. And that's why Dougie is such a big boy. He's a big old boy. <laughs> He's, He's a, a big, big old boy. boy. <laughs> he, 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 he's he, like he, his daddy. He gets a cheese boy. tax. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I also collect cheese tax as well. So that's why me and Dougie get along. <laughs> so, no. Oh, all right, shit. All right, guys. We're here on a podcast. We're here on a movie, a movie podcast show. Yes, Sorry. Welcome to Movies on the Rocks, everyone. This, it is us, the Motorboys. And uh, we're here to uh, discuss movies, talk about stuff that pertains to pop culture. Hopefully, not to get into anything that's anime. Not today, guys. This not is today. my day. Not today, today, today is my day. I'm taking, or, or, or at least me and Tomas, we're taking this. This is not Derek's news day. What a what a time to be alive, guys! What so a I- time! What a time! If, if, if we are, we actually are. We have two things to talk about today. One is the movie that Derek chose, the great yes. '90s film caper, the uh, called Heat, not the Heat. Sorry, Sandra Bullock. I've got a lot to say too. I've got a lot to say about this one. But yeah, Heat with uh, so the one from the '90s, and also we're going to discuss this week's. We're talking oh God, about the I can't Oscars. wait. We're to get replacing into that. the news with the Oscars, folks. We're switching the news in on with you. the Oscars. And that so before we get to that, fuckers, let's go ahead and discuss what we're drinking today. Oh, yeah, Eric, if you do don't that. mind, we're gonna start with you today because it's your day, baby. All right, guys. Welcome to welcome to movies on the uh, movies on the rocks uh with your host uh me, Eric. 
and Tomas, <laughs> and I guess Derek today. But uh, no, this is a wonderful day. I'm so excited. I'm drinking a beer, which is I haven't done in a while. I'm just drinking a classic beer today, Shinerbach. Beautiful Texas beer. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm excited. I thought to myself, this is a classic day. We're talking about classic movie things like like the Oscars. So I'm going to be a classic gentleman. <laughs> and I'm going to drink a Shinerbach. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm doing today. Yeah, baby. And uh, I thought we'd I'd go with a classic on our podcast. Oh, nice. Oh, and you're going back to it? I'm going back to Cracking with Coke Zeta. There it is. It's been a minute, you know? I missed. I've missed that. <laughs> I didn't think I would, but I've missed uh, it. I think Derek missed it too. <laughs> sure, Derek missed it the most. He yeah. did miss it the most. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Derek? All right, you guys know how this goes. I've got a new one. Uh, I'm gonna try it and hopefully don't hate it. This is called George Killian's Irish Red. Oh, oh I love that. That's a, that's a good beer, dude. That's, that's a, a good, good beer. beer. Yeah, I that's like. A good beer. I have very, very low. You're gonna hate it. He's gonna You're hate not- it. <laughs> He's going to hate it, but it's a good beer. I like that beer, actually. Damn, that's good. Oh, you like Excellent. it? Excellent. Dude, it's very similar oh. to... Um, do you not There's like it? a little it? bit of an aftertaste. Oh, you there. didn't like the aftertaste, did you? It does have a little bit of an aftertaste, but it is have a you, good beer. Have you ever had... Um, have you gone, gone to BJ's, Derek, and had their Jeremiah Red? It's along the same lines. It's better than that, but it's along the same lines. You know, I'm going to stick with it. It's good enough. If, you, if you've ever gone to No Label, they have... Um, they have an Irish red as well. It's named I forgot the name of it, but it's named after the owner's dog. Mm-hmm. And uh and um and and whatever, it's it's another Irish red. All right. So I I, su- I suggest you try if they still have it on tap. I don't know if they have it anymore. I, I like but, Irish red, so I'm yeah, down. Yeah. If they have yeah. it, have take go go get go get yourself a pint of that. I am down a clown for sure. Is there is Irish uh, what is Irish red? Let me I mean, I ask that. It's a lager. Yeah. It's a I was lager. About to say, it's, yeah, it's just a different type of lager, but it's not a classic lager. Like it doesn't taste the same as like a Yingling, you know, which Ooh. is like a classic lager. You know, okay, yeah, it's a yeah. red. It's, lager. it's yeah, it's a red lager. It's Irish red. They, they they apparently I don't know why they call it an Irish red. Who knows if it was actually an Irish person who started it? But I think it's they the, just I call think it's that... the color tone because it's like an orange yeah. burst color. So I think yeah. that's probably where it yeah. came from. Yeah. So yeah. So and 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 of course George Killians is like the first one who actually got it big here in the states. Because that, that's the only Irish red I remember I like Irish in college. Red a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of reds. So, so. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad they're you good. Picked they're that, good. Derek. No. <laughs> that's a good choice, right. Derek. Good choice today, Derek. All right. Mm. So since we're going to the Oscars, that's our news. So we're gonna go ahead and take it to the Oscars news desk. <laughs> of the award season. Guys, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Yes, yes, do it, do it, do it. Anna Domini. Yes. You haven't done that in a while, actually, Tim. I have not. It has been a while. Like, (laughs) that's my favorite part of that whole thing. (laughs) Why have you been keeping that from me? Because do we have problems? I, I, are, are me and you fighting? Are we fighting right now? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Why maybe. are you so hey, mad at me? You can, you can, you, you, you. The minute your mic microphone goes higher, I'll, I'll, I won't, I won't stop being oh, mad. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> All oh, right. So, guys, goodness. this is the first time that I've been excited about discussing the news with you because we're going to talk about the, the first time. <laughs> we spent an hour talking about Last of Us. You can <laughs> shove off that. I would love to talk about Last of Us this week because that oh. finale was... We can't, though. No, we can't. We're talking oh about the Oscars. 
We'll talk Anyways, about Last of Us after the Oscars, okay? We can talk about after it. After the Oscars, okay. okay. All right, all right. So, I mean, we, we can't go into everything about the Oscars, but we'll go into as much as we can as Just far as, like, the major awards. Highlights, yeah. Yeah, so um, if you were under a rock this past Sunday, it was the <laughs> 95th Academy Awards, hosted by guys, Jimmy Kimmel, which was pretty funny. You did a great I, job. I love my, my rock. Leave me the hell alone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, legit, I legit was on my couch watching anything else and then you guys were like aren't we supposed to be watching the aren't you supposed to be watching the oscar Eric? i'm like oh uh yeah i'm turning it right now guys, I, right. Swear Sorry. Told him, I, was like, <laughs> I actually that's not what he said i'm gonna reveal to the world what he said i said aren't you supposed to be watching the oscars because he texted us <laughs> and he said no that's why i have you dick bads for <laughs> and i was like you son of a bitch because <laughs> you know i'm right <laughs> shit was, you better turn that tv on bro <laughs> did you watch them, Derek? Did you watch? I did. The Oscars? I did put it on right away, and I watched. Uh, yeah, I watched all the way to the very, very end. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually, you know what? It, it. I know it was three and a half hours, but it felt like a fast three and a half. It hours. moved because it wasn't like they changed. They went back to their normal format because yeah. they they went away from it for a little while. No, last they, year, last year, yeah, last year. Oh, it was just last year. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, a little while. I meant last year. <laughs> sorry, they went away from it last year. And it was a disaster, as we mm. saw in many ways. It was like the worst viewed one, even though someone got oh, slapped in the face. And yes. it was just, it, it didn't feel the same. This one it felt a little bit more classic, you know? Yeah, because I mean, I, I missed last year. I know I know it's kind of, I know it adds to the time, but I like hearing the songs mm -hmm. that, that go for the Me Academy too. Awards. Because you don't hear all those, some of the songs you don't hear unless you go to the movie because they don't get, they don't get radio play. Exactly. You'll never hear those songs ever. And like also too, I'm an indie music guy. And one year, one of the artists that I like a lot got nominated for um, Call Me By Your Name and he got to perform. And I got really psyched to see this guy that plays small shows perform at the freaking Oscars. So like. Was that the one for, was that the one for, uh us or whatever that it is called uh, oh no one. no that was uh call me by your name the the movie call oh, his name is john stevens the, the, he, the one directed by luca guadalino yes, yes, yes yes that's okay, that movie yeah, yeah, yeah. um with and, timothee chalamet yes and oh the, in the in the in the unfortunately infamous now army hammer <laughs> army hammer to the cannibalistic army hammer yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so Anyhow, As yeah, sorry, back to the awards. But yeah, back to the awards. I'm so glad they did it. They went back I'm to glad normal. they started with the animated feature too, man, because cool. I haven't seen it and I need to sit down and watch it. But the uh, Pinocchio won for Guillermo del Toro. So he's won an Academy Award for directing and, and best picture for Shape of Water. And he just won Academy for Award for animated feature. Animation. And he's I hear that movie man. is amazing. He's a talented man. He's a talented man. Guy doesn't make, so doesn't make, he doesn't make a lot of shit. So he's done no. well. Yeah. I mean, even his bad stuff is, is pretty it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, even like like some of his stuff that I'm like, you know, that's not good compared to some of his other shit. It's still like, okay, that wasn't that bad. It's watchable. Yeah, like, you exactly. Can, you can pass the time. Like Pacific Rim is not classic motion picture, but it's, it's an not. enjoyable flick. But it was entertaining. Like I was like, yeah. okay, this is a big, huge, like entertaining thing. I was I saw it in D-Box where the seats move with you. And <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, that was kind of fun, but I'll never do this again. But, you know, yeah. like it, it's fun for what it is. But he's a good filmmaker. You know, like, like Blade it. 2 for me was amazing. That was probably, I loved Blade 2 when it came out. When he directed it, I was like, holy I didn't, shit. I didn't even realize he, he directed Blade 2. I just thought he did the Hellboys. I didn't no, realize yeah, he, he did. did. He did yeah. Blade 2, yeah. That was his first foray into American cinema. Yeah, well, Blade really? I, yeah. I, is, oh, okay. So that was, oh yeah, that was, before, was that before? Um, that was before what, Hellboy. And, and before uh, Pan's Labyrinth too, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that probably Blade was his two first. Was like, 
Blade Two was, I think, it was like two thousand or two thousand one, something like that. Pants Labyrinth had to be what two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. yeah, you're probably yeah. there. Shit. But Pants mm. Labyrinth was a was a foreign film. It came from Spain, yep. and that wasn't yeah, that wasn't even yeah, that wasn't even an American film. But he was he was very popular here. I yeah. mean, his first movie was because it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was. I've never seen Kronos, but I've heard Kronos is very good. With with yeah, the, with his uh, with his constant collaborator, the inimitable, inimitable. Unimitable. I can't even say the word. Unimitable. Is that the word? Are you sure? I think so. I'm just going with it. Ron Perlman. Yeah, he works with that. Yeah, good old, good old Ronnie Perlman. Ronnie Perlman, dude. He's in everything yep. he does. He shows up in something. Anyways, um, all right. So it was right. uh, Pinocchio. Um, then the next thing that went up to to bat. I mean, there was a lot of different things, but we'll just go. We'll just jump around. Um, we could just go in order if you want, or just jump around to the important ones. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm going to go the important ones. Uh, best supporting actress was Jamie Lee Curtis. She beat out Angela Bassett, uh, Carrie Condon, Hong Chow, and uh, Stephanie Hsu of the same movie. I'm going to ask um, you guys both a question. Are I was going to say something. Are you upset with that decision? <sighs> I don't want to sound horrible, but they were both very good. I it was a it would have been a toss up for me. That's the part. I love them both. I knew they that were, I wanted one of good. them to guys in podcast world. What we're talking about here, just so you know, we are fans of the film Everything Everywhere All at Once. We are massive, massive fans of this movie. And the was a correct. very good movie. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, that's because and, we're correct. Yes, and we knew that one that I the reason why I asked this, I said, "Are you okay with that decision?" Not because she, the other people, lost out to Jamie Lee Curtis. We're just specifically talking about. Stephanie Shu, that's her name, correct? Stephanie Shu. Stephanie Shu, who was also in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Are, and here's the thing. I'm going to be elated if either one of them win. But, but which one of those two do you guys, and this is for you, who do you think deserved it? Real oh, quick, real I, talk. As far as, as, far, as uh, far between Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Shu? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was talking about Angela Bassett and Jamie Lee Curtis. No, I love Angela Bassett, and she's amazing, but she wasn't, the, I'm sorry, I'm she, not... I, I mean, I love I love Wakanda Forever. She brought she definitely yeah. brought it in the movie. Yeah, but but yeah, but for me, between Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue, I yeah. think it was Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. I'm okay. Saying. Okay. No. No. I appreciate that. That was me. That was Dirk? me. That would be me. I think um... it was tough, though. Look, they both did a great job, but I view this as uh, above and beyond. Whenever I I see an actress and I'm like that just came out of you, I did not I didn't even see it coming. I did, I was nowhere like I've seen Jamie Lee Curtis in a billion different things and mm-hmm. never saw that coming. Yep. Yep. And and Stephanie Shu, I, I don't know that I've necessarily seen her in other stuff. So she could have she had in my mind she had a uh, a leg up. Maybe she started almost like with a handicap. She could have blown me out of the water because I'd never seen her before. And she did a fantastic job, but it was more. Uh, uh, it was better to me to see how far Jamie Lee Curtis could go. Yeah, you know, that's great. No, and, and so going back to what you're saying about the different things, I've seen Stephanie Sue in other things. Most of her things, though, I've seen her in has been more comedic roles, like in the background. Like there, she did have a small role in like. Honestly, you're gonna hate this, Eric. But she did have a small role in Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, so like very small role, like tiny role. That's where I recognized her when I saw this. I was like, "Holy shit, that chick's from Shang Chi!" But 
But like she's been mostly I've seen her in more comedic roles lately, mostly beforehand. Uh-huh. But I mean, she 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 did a great job. Yeah. But I thought that Jamie Lee Curtis honestly did more with the character, I guess. Hmm. That's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just felt like she did more because Stephanie Sue really kind of played just two people per se, just this the daughter and the bad lady. Uh-huh. Where Jamie Lee Curtis's character had different levels of she was that weird thing that they sent in from the from the other dimension and she was also the hot dog finger wife and uh-huh. then she was uh then she was the irs chick also and in, in, in all that and it was just it was all over the place with her and i just thought she had more range see that's so funny that you say character that. so i i love both of your breakdowns and i agree with both of you which is hilarious and i'm also disagreeing with both of you because i don't mm-hmm. i ultimately you can't stand to agree with us huh? I, no, no 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 i it's because this film like i said Everything in it to me is close to perfect. So because of that, whoever wins, I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. But so that I am just creating this drama amongst us to ask that which <laughs> one of these is better, you know? So for me, I thought about it pretty hard because I did think about it. And I was like, I'm going to ask them this on the on the podcast. The reason why I think that Jamie Lee Curtis should have won. So I agree with you guys. I think she should have won because she did such an amazing job in the film and everything you just said, she had so much range. She went from here to there. Okay. With, with, with ease. Yeah. And she's also been doing this for a hundred years. Yes. That's yes. why she deserves the win. And yes. she's been doing it for a hundred years at a high level and she does what she wants to do. And she did it. Okay. So because of that, she deserves it. Now, with that being said, I have to recognize that Stephanie Shu, to me, I disagree with you guys here. I think hers was more dynamic than than Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis only really played three characters. Stephanie Shu played two characters that were fucking big in yeah, that movie. I can see that. And they went from they went from no emotion to all the emotion. And she did this as two completely fucking different people. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see that. And I, I was blown that. away, and that's why Key, and that's why that's why um, Michelle Yeoh won Best Actor, and that's why they fucking deserved it because they played fifteen different fucking people, and they did it really, really well. Okay, so let's let's. So here's one thing that I want to ask you. I'll ask you about, and this is something Derek may not want to be a part of this conversation, but after Jamie Lee Curtis won, a lot of people minimized the win, saying that it was a slap in the face of Angela Bassett. No, I don't agree. Because because it was like, you know, they kept saying that the Oscars was trying to be woke. And then, they, of course, they fell short because Angela Bassett is African-American. Why they gave all these everyone else who's of color, but they didn't give it to Angela kind of thing. They kind of minimized Jamie Lee Curtis's win to a certain degree. And That's going to happen all the time. Every I day. know it does. Okay, but, but I mean, and I, and, I, I don't know. I don't, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say... I'm not trying to say I don't I don't I don't honestly I don't agree with it because I've seen both those movies yeah. and I can see I can see Angela Bassett winning and I can see Jamie Lee Curtis winning. So I mean I'm I'm not saying that, that but I just think that in regards to putting those two performances together, side by side yeah. side by side Jamie Lee Curtis had a better you, performance. You got to call a spade a spade sometimes. The, the problem with in the here's here's where the real beef is with what's going on with that Tomas and why that's coming up. Is because guess what? Angela Bassett got snubbed multiple times. Multiple times, yes, she has. Okay, and it's she fucked has. up. Okay, because Angela Angela Bassett is an American gem in acting. Okay, oh my gosh, she's she puts on clinics every time she does it. She's powerful. Okay, that is a strong, awesome, powerful woman, and she's been snubbed a hundred times. But this time she wasn't. That's the thing. No. 
I listen, I, I love Wakanda Forever. I love Black Panther. That's the only shit I like from Marvel. And she was great. But you she it, it doesn't it pales in comparison to what we saw on screen. And it's nothing against Angela Basket. Her discography destroys both of those actors. Okay. Yes. She destroys them. Her discography, her filmography, sorry, destroys them. So she they don't hold the flame to her. But in this instance, if we're talking about your role in Wakanda Forever and Jamie Lee Curtis in in Everything Everywhere, sorry. I'm saying this as the token black person in this room. <laughs> oh God. Jamie Lee Curtis wins. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I did a better job. I mean, I mean, that's the only you can think about is I mean, that, that's the whole point of the Oscars is which performance was better. Not, not, not your filmography. Yeah. That's, that's what the Cecil B. DeMille award is for. What, what performance was better. And between the two, I believe it was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And Angela Bassett, by the way, speaking of lifetime achievements, yeah, she should get one. I'm sorry. Definitely. And she gets a fucking Oscar too. Someone oh, yeah. needs to give her one sometime because like, she's going to be in more roles and she's going to blow us away. But Every she time. didn't get snubbed this time, but she's been no. snubbed before. She has. <laughs> what's, I think, what's up? I, think um, I, I agree with all the things that you're saying, but I'm hung up on something that I, I think uh, Tomas said a moment ago. Not, and I want to be clear, this wasn't, Tomas was saying that other people are saying X, Y, and Z. And so this is not Tomas being wrong. This is other people being wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being woke has nothing to do with giving black people things. Yep. It is about acknowledging the merit and people that are underrepresented um, as equals with everyone else and giving them what they're due. That means that if she didn't win the award, it's because someone else did it better. Mm -hmm. Just understand that. That's that's the part that's upsetting to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Yes. We're not and trying to give things away. No, right. That's Angela not Bassett the point. doesn't want it. Angela doesn't doesn't want you to just give it to her, too. I highly doubt Angela Bassett was mad. That would be that. a hollow award. Then it would be yes. meaningless, right? I like I don't think and, Angela and, Bassett is crying in her corner saying, Man, I, I lost to Jamie Lee Curtis and they fucked me again. I don't think that. <laughs> okay. I don't think so either, yeah. dude. But so, yeah, but that's yeah. that's just what came up after like that movie with after the awards. Like it was like it right after the yeah, awards came shocked. out. Dude. I didn't see it, but I'm not shocked by that. I'm not well, shocked. And, and I'm that's this is the thing that I'm just kind of like it it uh if uh, here's the thing. The way that this is this award is given is by a vote by a number of people and we can argue about, you know, the the diversity in that voting party. Mm. We can argue about the people who made these films. We can argue about the money that was or wasn't given to different people involved all day long. And all those are really valid arguments. Mm -hmm. We could even argue and say that Angela did a better job. But with the information we have and the vote coming in, that's how it landed. And it landed where it made sense to us. Exactly. And I'm saying that as someone that believes that black people have been snubbed at the Oscars a bazillion oh, times. Many times. Countless many times. times. And yeah. this time, unfortunately, it wasn't a snub. I, no. I watched these films, you know, I and I fucking love Angela Bassett. She's the one of the best actresses that have ever walked the earth. I'm aware of this. Yes. That's why I said she deserves a lifetime achievement and she's going to fucking get an Oscar. She better get one. She better. You know? She better get one. So. But this time, unfortunately, Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Shu brought some pain and it was tough. They did. They did. They did. They, 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 they brought, brought the heat. And yep. They brought the they heat. Brought the and, heat. And, How about that? How about that? <laughs> Cash me outside. All right, oh, so God. um, 
All right, now let's move Moving to on, yeah. let's move let's move to one of the another one of the highlights was best supporting actor. Oh, okay, on, so God. here's my question to you now. Oh shit! Okay, all right, let's talk about. Let's I'm so know. happy let's he got it. it. <laughs> let's talk about this one, shall we? All right, so I know in a previous episode we spoke about how Barry Keegan, you thought Barry Keegan was going to win, Eric. Are I you did. disappointed? No. that Ki Hui Kwan won. No, so. So I didn't. I did a lot of soul searching before, before we watched the Oscars. <laughs> and, and by soul searching, what I mean is I watched a lot of these Oscar movies the weekend before. So there was a few that I hadn't seen, and I rewatched a couple. I watched. Re, I rewatched everything everywhere. Um, I rewatched uh, the Banshees, and it just made me love both of those films even more. Okay, like I was just like, these are such good movies. Like I, I was not mad that I had that I watched them again. Um, I thought about it so hard and I was like, both of these guys are phenomenal. And I thought to myself at one point, I think Barry Keegan is going to win. And I think he did a better job. He didn't. No, he didn't. I forgot about how dynamic. That's why I just said, that's why it brought me to the question about the, the supporting it. Cause I was watching the movie. I was like, I was wrong. I, I forgot about how dynamic key's performance was and what he did. Like, dude, he wiped the floor with the rest of those actors, man. He did. He, <laughs> he did. did. Dude, you, you know what's the thing I, I, I was thinking to myself? I was like, Barry Keegan was amazing in Banshees. Oh, His character unbelievable. was unbelievable. Yeah, so good. But I think what won Key the award was the Fox. Dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. Because he exactly. went from being a nerd, maybe a somewhat superhero, super like martial arts, but then he went to someone so cool and calculating. You know what I mean? In the Fox character that I was like, dude, bruh, fucking preach. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe that was the, maybe that was the straw that, you know, did the camel's back thing. Um, (laughs) but but he was was all over the place and, and doing a billion different roles and solid performance on every one of them. Like, if you think about all the, if you go back and you watch that movie and you look at all the different characters that he portrays, you get backstory on every one of them almost. Yep. Yeah. And dude, I realized that this time around. You're, dude, you're isn't right. that crazy? Isn't yeah. that like yeah. he's flipping left and right? We're talking, and, and and granted, this is all editing, and I get that. Like it's not like he had to. It's not like he was doing this live in theater, right on yeah. stage, right? That that would be a whole new level of talent, yeah. right? Yeah. But but I couldn't see one character in the next no right there was was there was no overlap it was was all original that's the only thing that was the same was the dna that's it it was (laughs) like it was like it was a complete transformation three times over he was like the doctor he was like doctor who and just completely different (laughs) characters bro you you fucking rooted for all of them so hard you wanted (laughs) him you just were like i want you to win in everything you do in life (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and and I have to admit a little bit that I, I I I certainly was rooting for him and I I I believe still that all biases aside biases biases whatever aside um all, I think it's just all bias. I think it's bias. All bias. There you go. Yes, yes. All bias aside, uh, I still think that he deserves that win. Oh, for sure. But there was also a big part of me that was like I saw him in Indiana Jones and now he's coming back. Like this is his redemption story. Not that he screwed up and did anything wrong, but no, like he did. He's back. Yeah, he's just yeah. back. Dude, uh, you know? like I mean, 
in, in the monologue, in the in the the, uh, the the introduction, the monologue in the beginning of the show, Jimmy Kimmel was like, "You have two guys that were in Encino Man that might possibly win an Academy Award tonight." And, and both of them did, which is and hilarious. Both of them did. Yeah. All right. So yeah, but I mean, but I mean, like, I mean, Barry Keegan was amazing. He's he brings it in every role. It's just oh, he'll. Man, Kihui Kwan won this award in fucking March, bro. Yeah. He won it in March. Yeah. If you think great. about it. I know. This was meant this was meant to be, dude. He was exactly where he was supposed to be. Shit. You know? God, oh, it, it was, his, his award speech was just God, he's so manic when he's I know. so adorable. He was so endearing, bro. I was like, God, I love this guy so God. much. He's just it's so amazing. like he makes you all the worms and fuzzies. Man. He made yeah. me so happy. That's why I'm wearing the Goonie shirt tonight. Yeah, nice, ah. nice. But if you like, so, think about like his, like just even his characters too. All of his yes. characters, you root for all. I'm talking about Goonies too. Data and Short Round, you root for these dudes, man. You yeah. just want him to win. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's crazy. I, as soon I as agree. he won, everybody on the internet says, we need a short round movie. Uh, oh, oh my gosh. That would be amazing. Dude, you know what? Hold on. Let me think through this through. Where he takes, where he's like, he's like, a, 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 like he's learned everything from Indy and he, he takes over. He takes up the mantle and goes forth. Fortune to the... and glory, kid. So, Fortune um, and glory. But, okay. But here's, and, and this is for the writers to figure out, but why... The whole thing with Indy is that he doesn't necessarily go looking for these things. It's mostly for preservation, right? Keeping it out of the wrong hands yeah. and so oh, forth. No, no, he looks for them too. He's not, he he's not Laura Croft, right? No. Yeah, he's not like, he's not like, he's not, re- no, he's not the dude from the game that was Uncharted. Uncharted, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. And no. so, <laughs> and so, like, what we understand why Indiana Jones gets looped into it because his dad's in the middle of it, right? So, how does. Well, I guess he could have got looped into it because he was with Indy. Yeah. I'm wondering how, how, long? how Short Round got looped. We'd have to rebrand Short Round. Come on. I, like, I honestly think it's worth it. I think it's worth exploring personally. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. I think so too. I have but, a question uh, about Short Round. Do we do we know what his like where do we have any backstory about Short Round? Any? No. Is there so. lore? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think I painted a lot of things in just with my imagination. <laughs> well, I didn't realize, you know what? I honestly, and this is just me. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I didn't realize he was Vietnamese. I read about it. I was like, holy oh. crap. Like, oh, he I only came over like during name. the Vietnam War, yeah. like when he was a kid. Yeah. Like he was wild. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. He went into a lot of his background when he gave his well, you guys were listening to his when acceptance. he won the awards. He, he came over and he was in a, a, a camp, like an internment camp here in the States. Like, yeah. like when he came over. The only reason why I probably would have known he was Viet is because of his name. That was when I, I figured he was. I didn't know, but I figured he was. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't was put two and two together on that front. So, well, Eric like, and I both have a, a Vietnamese friend with that. With Quan in have, there, okay. yeah, and we have many Vietnamese friends that have <laughs> ethnic names. You know, yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it was. But yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I don't know, man. It was amazing. So, all right. So, speaking of Brendan Fraser, so he won for Best Actor, which is unreal. Who saw Talk it? About Who, a knew? Comeback. Who knew? Talk huh? about a comeback, dude. Who knew? What? <sighs> come back for 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 key come back for fraser man come on god and did you i saw them like when they were like after the after he won there was like a picture of them together uh-huh. like after they won like in the green room in the back yeah. like it was just it was unreal like dude like just i would be a ball of mush i would just be mm-hmm. crying like or if, the... like look what i'd be hugging this guy be like look what we've done <laughs> yeah. how did we get here <laughs> and Sino man <laughs> How did to this the Oscars? Well, and and you know, and so and then like the other day they showed um 
I don't know if it was the new Beverly or uh, or, or or some um some other um you know you know kind of art house place out in L.A. They were um they were showing they were showing the Mummy on thirty five millimeter, and and all of a sudden Brendan Fraser came out for a Q and A. Like this is like a week because before of the Oscars. probably went nuts. Yeah. Oh, they went nuts. Not yeah, only that, he like- was dressed. Oh, like like the like the dude from the mummy. <laughs> yes, he had the whole wow, ghetto, and he just funny. stood there, and then yeah, he got he roaring applause from the I, crowd. Dude. Know what it makes? Know why I like that so much? Because this <laughs> man just got nominated for an Oscar, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna do this." That's a man that does I'm gonna not enjoy my life right now. So seriously, he's you making know? all these choices that are good. Are good. <laughs> yeah. So good. Great. He's choices. in that. Yeah. He's in the new Scorsese flick coming out soon on Apple TV. Oh, one the one with like, Leo. Yeah. Dude, there's some big talk about that one. Uh, sorry, not to get away from the Oscars, but Leonardo DiCaprio has quoted, like there was a quote that I think he was in the editing room or something. And he said to um, the producer, I think we've just created a masterpiece. Dude, it's like three and a half hours long. So it, I've heard but the it's like, there's like big talk. Like he, yeah. like the, Leonardo DiCaprio just statement. said that about a movie that Scorsese. I think you just made a master. Holy shit! I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm so excited to watch it. It's like it's like supposed to be. Is it, was it was like a Killings Under a Flower Moon? Yeah, Killing like Under the Flower Moon. Yeah, yeah, and it's supposed to be like murders being investigated on an Indian reservation. Yeah, I'm excited. So for it. I'm excited, dude. I can't wait to watch it. Anyway, but sorry. yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, Brendan Fraser was nominated with Good Company. Like Colin Farrell was amazing. Oh, Colin Farrell was great. Yeah, yeah. Austin Butler was incredible as Elvis. Movie wasn't great, but he his portrayal yeah, was amazing. Wasn't that good, yeah. Like, it wasn't that good, yeah, but, but he, he was, was amazing. Great. I agree. I agree. He went so method he couldn't keep the accent off. <laughs> Did you notice that? Have you noticed that? You know oh that? wow! He was he was so method in Elvis that he lost his own accent. Oh, like his original accent, he kept sounding like Elvis in all his interviews. Like after the movie's been gone for, we've been done for all well over a year. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, it was yeah. very. Yeah. He, and supposedly, like that, ugh, supposedly, like he just got it back. Like he just got it back. Yeah, I'm not. Oh God, I don't think I listen, guys. I want to make movies with good actors, but I don't really want them to do that. Like, it's not that important to me, man. Well, <laughs> like, don't well here's the thing. Oh, Remember, oh. we had a whole discussion around this. <laughs> oh. Art of directing is often the art of manipulation. Yeah, man. Ooh. And if you get the act, the, the 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 performance that you're looking for, that makes the next movie happen. I know, but man, I just don't know. Well, if the I'm next movie to for him was Dune Two. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Shit. Well, it worked out <laughs> for plays, him. Yeah. He plays Fade, so we'll see what shit. happens. Yeah. All right. So, okay. On then, on top of that, we go. Let's go to Best Actress and right, Michelle Yeoh, dude. Mm, we've I'm there we've for it. sung her praises all year I mean, long. Guys, <laughs> come on. All right, I will. Can I talk about something that's controversial? Do it. Go ahead. Go ahead, dude. I'm glad she won. I love her. I think she deserved it. She was the best. I love her. But I did watch Tar, guys. And, and fuck. It's good, right? It's good. Fuck. Okay, like. It was. That was, was one was, I was like, oh shit, Michelle might be in a little bit of trouble because, dude. Talk about a clinic, okay? <laughs> yeah. This woman put on a clinic. The first 20 minutes of that movie was a fake interview. Well, not a fake. Well, it was an interview, but it was fake to us because it was a movie. Sorry, I'm talking. Well, yeah, but, that, that's but it was an interview. A bold in the choice. The first and... 20 minutes. Did you watch yeah. it, Derek? No, no, no. I've, uh, oh. I have not seen it. I've only 
tried to watch oh, it fuck. and things keep coming up and i'm like have to stop. guys guys it's good it's a slow ass burn though just be prepared for that but <laughs> kate blanchett man she rocked my world in that film dude she was incredible dude did you did you see when michelle won all the nominees went nuts for her yeah, they were super happy. She does, I, and, and I'm so happy for that because Miss, I do, I'm, I wanted her to win. I wanted Michelle yeah. to win. But if we're looking, like, I just want you guys to watch that performance and let's talk about it. You can't talk about <laughs> it because you haven't seen it. I know. I need to sit and watch it. Michelle wants to watch it too. I want to yeah. see what. It, just so, but yeah, she was amazing. She, I mean, and once again, dude, complete total range. And then they said that little tidbit when she was going up for the award that she's never had formal martial arts training. And she's done a ton of martial and she's, arts And she's also like a weapon now. She could literally kill someone. <laughs> well, that's because she, okay, you can listen to interviews about it, but essentially she was on stage and just asked if the stunt people would let her like shadow and, and try it out. And that's where she got her training is just on the job doing it. And that, okay, here's the thing. Um, also, in, in Hong Kong, they don't really use as much stuntmen as you think they use. No, they don't. And they definitely don't care if you get injured. They definitely no. don't care if it's safe, if you can even do it twice, right? They don't, yeah. they don't care, especially not in this era whenever she was getting started, right? Um, there are lots of documentaries about that. Go and check them out. Um, I think Jackie Chan has one in particular that I know is really good. Um, but... Here, here's the thing, and I, I, I have to caveat this. Like, I'm, I've never taken any martial arts. I'm not an expert in martial arts. I've never seen uh, Michelle Yeoh uh, pr- compete or, or something to that effect. But on the screen for a movie to portray, you know, martial arts, flawless, flawless every time. Yeah, yeah. And I, man, wow. I mean, Michelle I mean, Yeoh, talented. You know? Fucking brings it. Come on. And Dude. still, again, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. She is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Beautiful woman. Yeah. But her 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 in Crazy Rich Asians, she is she is breathtaking yeah. in Crazy Dude, Rich Asians. That Asian. whole She's sequence like at one. the at the gosh, I'm gonna say it. it's not it's not go. It's a different thing. What's the game? What's the game? Mahjong. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're playing Mahjong. That whole sequence, dude, like bated breath the whole time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that scene, Eric? Excuse me? Do you remember that scene? I'm going to be honest. I wasn't fully paying attention to what you guys were saying. <laughs> the, the, the mahjong scene at the end of Crazy Rich Asians between the, between the, the, the oh, girlfriend and the Oh, can I tell you a secret? You've never seen the movie. I've never seen any Crazy Rich Asians. You're missing out. It's such a good movie, dude. You really need to watch it. It's very enjoyable. It's really good. I'm going to watch it. It is truly a very good movie. I believe you. Not great, but a very good movie. Okay, guys. I want to go watch it. I want to go watch it in the theaters when it first came out. When we were still living in Katy. I went to go watch it one day with my wife. We like snuck out. <laughs> to go see it, we're like, let's go watch the fucking movie. I'm, I'm done with work. I don't want to fucking deal with work right now. Let's just go out and watch this movie. So we went and we sat down and we watched it. And at the end of the movie, I look over at my wife and we look at each other. and I'm like, that was a really good fucking flick. Mm. Like we were like we were we were hoping that it was gonna be good, but it was it was much better than we thought it was gonna be. Like 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 we really like, truly enjoyed the motion picture. Like yeah. it was like I'll, I'll it check like, it out. I know I, I, wanted, I always it. wanted to. Always it's worth it. your time, dude. It is worth it. You you will not be disappointed. My daughter, like Layla, loves that fucking movie, dude. Uh, like there's two out. movies that she'll watch on loop. That's Crazy Rich Asians 
And recently, it's been Sweet Home Alabama. Like she just can't stop watching Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Don't ask. Tell me, tell me your opinion, because um, I want to catch myself. If we were to compare Crazy Rich Asians against Heat, what the f- <laughs> dude? Dude, Kendall Burgers are two completely can different you, movies. Oh, could you please? Well, I look, IMDb has, has a rating for each of them, so you can compare them. <laughs> no, no, I can't compare. I won't be able to compare. It's so, so strange. They're so different. Which one is better? Dude, I can't compare because they're, they're just completely different. Oh, my God. Whatever. Moving on. Michelle, Yo, congratulations. Me, if you were going to tell me something like a, another heist movie, like Ocean's Eleven or some shit with it, maybe. Oh, that I'd would say, be a stupid conversation. I say heat. I say heat all day. Anyway, they are they are heist movies, but not even with the same like attempt. Right? These are different yeah. different genres exactly. of heist movies. Exactly. So okay. So um. All right. So then let's see. All right, so I know this is quick. You guys have never seen the movie, but I keep telling you to watch it, and that is a uh, uh, RRR. Oh yeah, Did it, it I, got best with music. Dude, it's or something it like won. That? Yeah, it won. Yeah, and it won I, best song. List. Best it's original on song. my Netflix list, and I tried to watch it, and I was falling asleep, and it was too late. I was like, I'll take. You need to sit and watch it. Anyway, sit and watch it. But that 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 sequence so for Not to Not to is fantastic. It's a great sequence. Yeah. But either way, I'm so happy with that song. I love you guys. It was an amazing scene. And that guy who won it, my wife was like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> the guy, like, he like loved them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyways, um, international feature film, All Quiet on the Western Front won. I knew it was going to no win. Shock. Although I haven't seen the one movie, the two movies I want to see on the list. I don't really care to watch a movie about a fucking donkey. I honestly don't. Like EO does not interest me at all. Uh, close. I'm not really. Eh. But I want to watch Argentina 1985 and The Quiet Girl because I've heard yeah. those are very good flicks. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing about Quiet Girl. Quiet Girl supposed, yeah. to, supposed to be really good. But All Quiet on the Western Front, I have seen, and it is a fantastic movie. Yeah, I got to watch it. Really, I was curious because I know you were really hyped about that one. I haven't seen it yet. I, it was a great flick, and it did not spare on the damage that that character experiences throughout mm. the movie. Man. It's, does not hold back at all. I mean, I mean, it's it's what he experiences is just unreal. I gotta so, watch it. Yeah, and the I'm, book is even worse. The book is the it does not come close to the book, but it gets pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, all right, so I don't know if you guys want to talk about screenplay or that. Do you want to just move on to picture and best we, director? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Let's go. Unless there's other one, we can just go to the other. I mean, adapted. Um, which one? What was oh we we didn't did we talk about no we did talk about best animated feature yeah yeah that was the okay. first thing we talked about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, we did that one pretty much everything uh, everywhere swept the big ones <laughs> yeah they got all the big ones I mean <laughs> the best documentary was Navalny I haven't seen Navalny have you seen Navalny the yet the only one nope. I saw out of those was All That Breathes that's the only one that I've seen out of the ones that were nominated okay I haven't seen it I want to see Navalny I want to see how that goes but uh, what's it called um. Oh no! But best adapted screenplay was uh, *Elephant Whispers*, which I've never seen or even heard about. No, that was a documentary. Sorry, it was *Women Talking*. It was like Michelle's, Michelle's starting to watch that one. *Women Talking* yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, but best original screenplay was where was it? Who was it? Who won best original? It was everything everywhere. It was everything everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So they won. The, the the Daniels won on that one, which was great. Um, and then yeah, because it was up against uh, Fablemans, Banshees, Triangle, Sadness, and Tar. Which have you seen Triangle Sadness? Yes. How and is that it's movie? Great. I plan to watch it. <laughs> oh. it I, I thought it was bullshit. No. Until about an extra thirty seconds into that trailer, dude. 
And I was like, oh, oh, ooh, this, it's spicy. <laughs> I loved it. It was <laughs> so good. I got to watch it. I got to watch yeah, it. Yeah. So, so I will tell you guys one thing. Just I wanted to see just for the sake of watching it. I watched um, just as an aside. I watched uh, Babylon to see how bad it truly I was. I started and I haven't finished yet. So it's three hours long. Yep. And it probably that's definitely a movie that probably shouldn't be, but I can see why he did it because he's trying to give the whole scope of Hollywood pre-studio system into Hollywood, into the talkies, and then into the studio system. Because I've read a lot of stuff and seen documentaries on the pre-studio system of Hollywood, and he was spot on uh. in the aspect of how inclusive it was in the mm. pre-studio system. I mean, more so than compared. I'm not saying it was incredibly inclusive, but more so compared to what, what you saw during the studios during the quote unquote golden age of Hollywood, yeah. you know, because I mean, they had a lot more female directors. They had a lot more female acting. There, there wasn't as much of a code in regards to what you could see and what you could, you know, film. Like it wasn't, you know, they you could do as much as you want and see where it went. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you this, that first 45 minutes of that movie is worth the price of admission. Really? <laughs> for that movie. Oh, really? The party scene and the elephant. I was like, I'm, Dude, I, I, I was only, I, I think I only made it like 15 minutes in, but I was like, I wasn't oh my reading it, but I was just like, oh, I'll have to watch this later. Dude, when you, when you continue on through the rest of that party, you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Oh, no. <laughs> like, okay. No. Like, did you make it to playtime with potty? No, I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh my god, you didn't see enough then? <laughs> yeah, I'm only made it like 15 minutes. It's like a very small amount of time. So, did you see the elephant shit though? I don't remember an elephant. You might, you might have, then you didn't see even 15 minutes because that's in like in the first 10 minutes. You made it through the like, like the you so I got up to the point. What I remember is literally we just met Margot Robbie's character. She's wait, well, how could you not miss the shit? Walking through the a elephant circus. shit on the guy. He clearly wasn't paying attention. He wasn't paying attention. All right, you're gonna have to stop. <laughs> maybe that's you're why. I stopped, maybe that's why I stopped watching. <laughs> Dude, all right. Well, I'm gonna tell you this: attention. the first 10 minutes, uh, they get an elephant. And uh, as they're pushing an elephant up the hill, Derek, it literally shits on one of the dudes. Like, it's the most disgusting scene. And then it goes to the party, and that's when shit goes haywire. Like, it goes wild at that point. Me and Michelle are watching, was like, what the party, fuck is going on? A lot of them coming through a party. I do remember yeah. that, too, I think. But just, like, everything's happening in this party. When you said the, the elephant, I'm like, I kind of remember that. I kind of you must have been elephant. drunk or, or, or high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, anyways. Uh, anyways, all right, so, all right, so best directors were the Daniels. Yeah. Of course. Well reserved, well well deserved. I mean, I mean, here they're up against some tough, tough competition, and they won, which was great. Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, I mean, Spielberg could have, like, he was nominated, right? He was nominated, but he wasn't and gonna he had, win. And and he and he, he legitimately had a film that was like, <laughs> it was a good film for, for but consideration. He wasn't gonna win. He wasn't so, gonna win. I'm just saying that that's high stakes. And he'll always have a film. He's one of those directors that will always be nominated. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but my one. point is, like, he's won a number of different awards out there. He's done some huge movies. He's a clearly very pivotal director in the industry. And they were kind of, in a way, absolutely, absolutely, um, uh, up against him. 
Oh no, for won. sure, for sure, for sure. But I think they had more competition against Martin McDonough. I think Todd Field did a good job directing, but it was that's mostly Kate Blanchett's show. That yeah, movie. I, I don't honestly. I was more concerned about Triangle of Sadness because really, Ruben Uslan fire. Really? Yeah, dude. It, the the ensemble was great. The the really? like ooh the writing. How was Woody great. Harrelson? Oh, he was great. His character was ridiculous. <laughs> it's just Woody being Woody. Yeah, but Woody like being Woody. even more. Well, now it's probably classic, more classic Woody. Yeah, check it out. It's a good. It's a good movie. <laughs> All right. Well, it's okay. So, but yeah. But I mean, I I, I want to see it. I definitely want to see it. But the Daniels, I was so happy when they. Oh, like, they I deserved was like, it. They God, were so deserved. Out it. of all the films, I like that. I, I I the only one I hadn't seen is All Quiet on the Western Front. And women talking. Those are the only two that I haven't seen. Yeah, Michelle's watching women talking yeah. right now. And, She's but, so, it's good. Out of the rest of them, everything everywhere. It, it's just, I'm sorry. They, it's the best directed film that, out of that I've saw this year. No question. Yeah, and of course, you know, we're gonna get up to it. The winner, of best picture, was. I mean, come on, guys. Everything everywhere, we dude. It was like that. no contest. We ain't mad about that. They should have given it to him in March. So even and like, dude. So <laughs> yeah, watched, it was pretty much wrapped up. Exactly, now. it was wrapped up when we saw it. We were like, <laughs> but um. I, I, it's funny because again, like I watched a lot of the Oscar movies except those two. Like I said, the, the best pictures, and watching them again, like watching the everything everywhere again, I was like, "There's just man, not it's not nothing's touching this one." What a time, baby! Yeah, Ugh. God, what okay. a time! It was. I just, I was, I was in bed watching watching the Oscars with Michelle. Michelle's like, "If you keep talking about this fucking movie, I'm never <laughs> gonna see it." I'm like, I'm like, we got you gotta watch it. <laughs> Just like, yeah. oh my god! I'm like, every time they won, like my hands would be like, yeah, because yeah, yes! I was psyched every time too. Because I, I was like, man, this movie was. It was like, it's a movie that honestly, like, okay, let's be real about the kind of movie it was. Even five years ago, that movie would never even sniffed the Oscars. No, it would have been in the Golden Globes, and that would have been it. It'd be like, here's your Golden Globe. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Have fun. I agree with that's that. as far as you're gonna get. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. five years ago, that movie would not have been nominated you're, for an Academy. You're absolutely Award. true. That's absolutely correct. Maybe for best original screenplay. Yeah, that's correct. But I think that's something special. One where we have progress that we're trying to make changes in Hollywood and all that stuff, which is good. I think it's not fast enough, but we're doing it. Okay. But the thing about everything, everywhere, all at once, and this, I put a lot of thought into this. Everything, everywhere, <laughs> all at once is like future movies do you know what i'm saying we hope this is a movie this is a style of film that not a lot of people have seen yet and it's a style that's incredibly niche because the only people that can do it is them okay so and i they've done it once before with with their other movie swiss army man very similar in this vein they're creating a new it's, it's like a new genre a new style of filmmaking I don't know how to do like I haven't seen things like this before and it's future filmmaking and people are going to start using that to propel them in other ways and do other magical things. Okay. Why are you, you shaking know, your what, head, you know Derek? what this was? Yeah. You know you what mad? that same film was? Uh, gosh, almost 40 years ago. Yeah. There's, there's always one. What? Yeah. Citizen Kane. No, no. It's more than John Hughes and his whole series were revolutionarily different and brought everyone oh. in and the breakfast club and all of that shit, Teen 16 X. candles and yeah. all of that was revolutionary. And you know where it's at right now? Everyone who's in high school and younger forgot about them. Yeah. That's why I so show my every, daughter those everything, movies. 
everything everywhere all at once will be eventually forgotten, unfortunately. Oh, I don't no. think so. Honestly. No, 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 Derek. No, Derek. You're right. It will be no. forgotten like last year. Who won Best Picture last year? Do you guys remember? <laughs> no one's got a clue. Exactly. It's going it? to be forgotten like Wait, wait, wait. Was it uh, King Richard? <laughs> oh, was it? Was it, it King Richard? Been. No, no. Is it? You proved my point. The fact is we don't remember. Okay. The only reason why we're going to remember everything everywhere all at once is because we deeply love this film. Okay. Coda. It will Coda. That's right. Oh, um, yeah, I wasn't going to get that. No. Yeah. But I have, deeply, I've never seen it. Yeah. We'll, we'll never forget that this one best picture because we love this film. We, we like all yeah. deeply love the film, but cinephiles <laughs> deeply love the film too. And cinephiles tend to be filmmakers. And filmmakers follow those films that do things that mm-hmm. are crazy. And they start using that as ways to propel them to make other types of movies. That's what I'm talking about. Everything mm. Everywhere will be forgotten. But this like is... Like it'll be... It's made movies. its imprint. Yeah, its imprint mm-hmm. is here forever, my friend. Yeah. They I did something that. special. Yeah. Yeah. yeah guys, I'll, I'll give you that. One minute. Jeez. Are we, is it and, tea time? <laughs> and we should also yeah, it's mention about, it's about that... to go tear down Town. We should also mention that, you know, we've talked a lot about Everything Everywhere all at once because it won the majority of the awards. It also won the majority of the awards that A24 got. But A24, oh, God, yeah. as a whole studio, Tore did just doorbusters. I mean, between The Whale and Everything Everywhere all at once. And did they do the Banshee movie as well? No. I don't know. They might I don't know have. if that was them. I don't know what that was. I don't know. I, all, all the same. My yeah. point being, either A24 way, either did way. very well. Yeah. And I appreciate, I'd like to say it out loud, and I think we all agree, I appreciate what they've done, I appreciate what they've been doing, I appreciate how they brought these films out, and I'm on board. You've got me hooked. If you keep putting out shit, I will just give you the in, and I'll go and watch it at this point. So, <laughs> For real. don't I mean, fuck had, it up. I mean, they had, not only did they have the, the ones with the live action, but they had Marcel... Yep, Marcel the, the show with shoes on. Yeah. He was nominated for best which, animated feature, which is, so, by the way, I only made it halfway through. It's fucking great, and I haven't even finished it yet. Really? Yes. I, I watched the first fifteen minutes of it, and my daughter got so mad. She's like, "Don't watch it." I'm like, "Okay, I'll watch it with you." But it was still oh, fucking it's great. So good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, sorry. all right, guys. So we're I, gonna. Go I need down to mention one last thing. Oh, yeah. One last thing. What's up? <laughs> Let's not forget, a far lesser award is due. Who brought everything everywhere all at once to the podcast? Oh, fuck you, bro. Oh, fuck you. Dude, you know what, dude? Just for that, I think we're going to stop the podcast now and not talk about heat. I, know. <laughs> I, think, I, I think you're getting a little too big guys, for your you know britches, bro. No, guys, I think we can end the show here. I'm feeling really good about this one tonight, guys. I think this is where we stop. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, what's your pick? <laughs> my pick? Boy, get ready for my pick because I was going to be nice to you, bro. Mm, somehow I think you're wrong. <laughs> I wasn't going to be nice to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead down to Tinkle Town. We're going to get a refill portion of the episode. Uh, but uh, before we do that, let's talk about Last of Us. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So... <laughs> oh, gosh. Talk about that. We all have checked out trying to hold it in. <laughs> we'll talk about that next episode. Bye, folks. Right, we'll be back. We'll be back. Peace. <laughs> Derek, shut up! Are you... 
Are you? I'm already recording. All right. We're going to get started here. Love it. Just so you know, guys, we're we back just We came back from that smooth reggae to you screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, it's not, it's not reggae. It's ska. I'm sorry. It's it, ska, but it, yeah. That is a particularly <laughs> little bit jamming. Maybe. It's more like dubstep, I guess you could say. No, no. Wrong. Is wrong again. Like dubstep? Definitely not. No. Wop, 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 But like old school, like, you know, like old school dubstep, maybe, you know? Mm, I'd rather move on <laughs> than have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that we're, we're drinking and Eric is having a big bowl of ice cream. I have a massive bowl of ice cream. Right now. <laughs> what, do you, what, what, what flavor do you have for today? Dude, this was a, dude, this was a, this was a chubby kid thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> It's not very keto of you. Just give no. yourself a break, dude. You you yeah, deserve you deserve one. Thank er- you, Eric, we love you, and you just thank you. Just, I appreciate it. that's why that's why I keep coming back because you guys support me eating <laughs> massive amounts of ice cream. Um, no, it's, <laughs> so there's these two bluebell flavors that are amazing. Those of you out there don't know what bluebell is. It's a tech. It's a very southern ice cream. It's amazing. But there's these two flavors. There's one called Tin Roof. Mm. oh god it's good <laughs> like vanilla and chocolate swirl and like these oh, chocolate covered so that's it's a good one so good that's and then there's this one. new flavor oh my god i think amazing. i came it's amazing this oh my god it's amazing <laughs> it's called cookies and cream cone and what it is oh that's a good one it's too cookies and cream and then it's waffle cone covered in chocolate mixed in there oh my god dude I have both of those ice creams mixed into ah, one thing. Ah, this guy. It's, it's delightful. This it is guy. Delightful. Do you know, do you know, a little, uh, little pro tip, do you know how they make their cookies and cream? The blood of children? What? Mm, that too. But no. Um, <laughs> so the actual like cookie portion of it, uh-huh. so it's, it's their vanilla. It's uh-huh. their, it's their, it's their, well, the creamy vanilla, yeah, yeah, not so much vanilla, but the creamy ice mean. cream, but the yeah. actual cookies portion of it that gives it that cookie kind of uh-huh. flavor. It's the broken shells from their sandwiches. Oh, shit. Oh, dude. Shit. That's a good idea. So they use the broken shells that don't, that, that, that like come broken. It's like they come oh. for like when they make the, 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 the sandwiches, mm-hmm. they use the actual shells that don't pass or whatever. Yeah. The so machine, the machine like spits them out before yeah. they put them together because the machine does it all. They yeah. take those and they throw them in the mixer for the cookies and cream. And that's how they get the cookies and cream. Smart, dude. Smart in an uh, ingenious way. You're using all your resources. And then, like, like, have you guys ever taken the tour at Bluebell? I've Mm -mm. never. I'd like to, though. Dude, you need to go. It's amazing. Like, I see them make... I saw them one time I went there. They were doing that. Mm. And they were literally doing that, dude. They were making the sandwiches. And then they were also making the cookies and cream. And you saw the dudes grab bags of the shells of the sandwiches Uh, and throw them in the mixer. That's cool. Yeah, Like, just dump them in the mixer. But they also were making this... the, The... I think it was just a strawberry flavor, and they were dumping strawberries. Yeah, like strawberry preserves with like strawberries in it, mm-hmm. like just dumping like gallons of strawberry preserves into where, the mixer. Where is? And it's like free, dude. It's like two bucks or something yeah. like that per person. Where's Where's Bluebell? Where is Brenham? Bluebell. Brenham. Brenham. 
Okay. It's in Bluebell. It's in, so like from you guys where you guys live, it's maybe like a forty-five minute drive. Yeah, yeah, it's dude. It's it's not that far. It's not that far. It's like on the way to Austin. And if and if yeah. if you can't make it for the tour, dude, you go there and just go to their gift shop slash ice cream shop. It's like a dollar a scoop. And they Bruh. have like they have like forty flavors, dude. Plus Ready. they have flavors that don't come out. Like they have new ones every day. Like it's mm. bro, this is fat guy shit we're talking about here, bro. Like it's amazing. We support you, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. I feel I feel really loved and heard here right now. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> I have a new beverage. All right. I finished my other one. I've got uh, another enjoy it? Faithful. Yeah, it, it was okay. It's Somebody handed it to me. I, it's not like I would immediately pour it out or just like. It's not a, it's not a bad it. beer. Like if it's, if you're at a party and you have it, it's not a bad beer. Yeah, yeah. If that was available, I would take it. Right. Um. I mean, I was at a convention a couple of days ago, and all they had was Heineken, and that was that was that was a rough time. Um, Green beers are not that great. Yeah. FYI. Green bottle there, there, beers are not that great. There are some. I don't there are like some that are okay. It's not that great. Not judge by the color of the bottle, sir. <laughs> I, do. I do, because Beck's beer is like piss in a bottle. As they call it in Miami, la llave. What, okay. do, you think the, what do you think the best color bottle for beer is? You know what? I'm going with a regular brown Budweiser, bro. Is this stop the solid Budweiser brown? Yeah. Solid Budweiser brown. Yeah, that's not. You can't go wrong with it. Can't no, go wrong I, with I don't shit. agree. I don't agree because like, like only one of the beers yeah, I enjoy just, like, is that color. Clear bottles because you like Zima. Yeah, and all you drink is like ciders. It doesn't come in a clear bottle. <laughs> I know, but yeah. but ciders do. Ciders do. Ciders come in clear bottles. The only brown <laughs> bottle beer that I really go for are those like not your father's root beer kind of yeah. stuff yeah. and those are those are delicious but you know what you should have you should really have i think we've told you that's what you, you should have those samuel smith chocolate ales those are good mm, i'll have to find that it's i am that running low i'm i am due for uh, you know a refill anyway i'm drinking red's hard cider uh, hard apple peach cider i don't know what that means or how that works but once again it's, it's a delicious. clear bottle Oh, oh, uh, shocker, shocker, mm, shocker. Delicious. Tastes just like a peach. Ain't that a peach? <laughs> so let me ask you a question. If you say, if I'm going to get, if you say it tastes like a peach, does that mean that it tastes like ass? You know, I see where you're headed you see and I'm down I, for it. See, Let's do it. See, all right. <laughs> Is that what I mean? Answer the question, Derek. Is that what it means? <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm a little tipsy tonight fellas i'm yeah. i'm enjoying tonight uh all right so um i am i am drinking i moved from uh kraken 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 i moved to i want a club i want a club with coxina mm. and i'm i'm loving life right now okay good i'm proud of you i'm, proud yeah, of you. I'm, I'm very warm good like so we water. didn't we didn't touch base on this um, wait, because wait, Eric needs to drink. Eric's drink was I'm, ice cream I'm, at the time. What is his drink still? I'm still, I'm still drinking beer. Shinerbach. Oh, okay. okay. Shinerbach. Okay. Yeah, Shinerbach. Mm, <laughs> okay. Of course, of, of course, course it is. Wonderful. All okay, right. that that sound is wonderful. Thanks for that, Thomas. <laughs> I love to immortalize that on the internet. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got more. I'm I'm stepping away. Oh God! All right, the movie. 
Jesus, Eric, please, <laughs> please cut it. Please cut all right, it. All right, here we go. Here we go. For this. Let's talk about the fucking movie now. All right, so the movie that Derek picked this week is the amazing 90s crime thriller known as Heat. Came out in 1995. Directed wait, 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 wait. Specifically right. December 15th, 1995. Well, I, I, I haven't gotten to that point. I just say the years, bro. You it's important because that's when my sister was born. <laughs> oh, like that specific December day? 15th, that day of that year. Are you serious? <laughs> is when my sister you, was born. Well, shares. Well, happy a magical birthday. Magical day. Not it's not her birthday. This just an important day. All right, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not her birthday, but why why is no, it? No, 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 no. Today today is not her birthday. December 15th, we, 1995, yeah, when the movie that's... came out, is her birthday. I know. Oh, we were aware. Okay. We were tracking, bro. We were on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we're was not. <laughs> no, it was, but then you like told totally me confused my ass. Yeah. You need to just stop talking, bro, sometimes. I swear. Just take it with I'll slow down on the cider. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's the all cider right. talking. <laughs> all right. So. Pretentious and all. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. All right. So Heat came out in 95. Um, directed and written by Michael Mann. Uh, and it stars, God, who doesn't it star, bro? Everybody who's ever existed in Hollywood. All right. So, so okay, let's go. You wouldn't run shut down. the fuck up I about this, stop. Eric. Dude, dude. Oh. Okay, let's, let's run down the list of actors, okay? And I'm just going to go on the Wait, first Before you go down the list, the 16? only notes. Hold on, real quick. Before you go down the list, the only notes I wrote were were. Famous people that were not top billed. The top billers of the motion picture were only three people. It was only three people. Yes. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Val Kilmer, which was well deserved because they were sure. three yeah. fucking yeah, great. Actually, Tom Sizemore should have been billed. Sorry. All right. So, all right. All right. FYI, I think I was really mad that he got snubbed at the Oscars. Speaking of the Oscars back callback, he didn't get, he didn't get him. And it was a lot more people. And Hesh and even and Paul Sorvino did not get the in memoriam, dude. Oh, I didn't even think you didn't about know that, that, guys. You didn't know that? No, oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. dude. Tom Sight. Well, that's just three. There were a lot more people, but those three in particular for lack for time. Let's talk about time. Paul Sorvino. Uh-huh. Tom Sizemore and Anne Hayes did not go in the in memoriam. That's really now, weird. Tom Sizemore recently over the last few years has become kind of a Hollywood outsider. Yeah, like he's had that. a lot of issues yeah. and he's pissed off a lot of people. Um, Paul Sorvino, I have a feeling, and this is just the conspiracy theorist side of me, is I think they did it kind of to fuck over because of what his daughter did with Harvey Weinstein. Because maybe Harvey still has friends that on the inside. Really mm. And it, it would be fucked up. That's just the conspiracy side of me, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, but I mean, I just don't see why he wouldn't get an, an immemorial. Yeah, he's a big, he's kind of a big deal. He's been he was kind movie. of a big deal, especially in the 90s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. But either way, let's, let's not go into that. But I wanted to let you know, those were three names that they definitely did not say in the immemorial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. All right. So uh, Diane Venera, who plays the wife, John Voight. Sorry. Yeah. Don't skip over John Voight. John, I'm going to go on the list of uh, order here. John Voight, Tom Sizemore, Diane Venora, who plays Justine, plays the wife of Al Pacino. Amy Brenneman. I know. Ashley Judd in one of her first roles, if not her first role, I think is her first role. Michael T. Williamson. Michael T. Williamson. 
Westudy Westudy is dude, he hot off the heels of his Oscar nominated role for Last say, of the Weekends. I was just to say he plays like when I saw him, I was like, dude, I forgot he was in any time there was an indigenous indigenous American needed, he was there. He was there, but yeah. he was amazing. Yeah. Him and right. who's the other guy, Diamond something or other? Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond yeah, Phillips. Lou Diamond I Phillips he was, was always the other he, guy. I thought Lou Diamond Phillips was Mexican. He's a uh, he's indigenous. He's, I think he's like I think he's like no he's just he's, he's like just call he, they always call him in for those roles. Oh, he did. But, you're right. But they West Studio, oh, yeah, West right, Studio right, is the real right, deal huh? though. He's yeah. the real deal. West Studio, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have Ted Levine, aka Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. <laughs> you have Dennis Haysbert, aka Pablo Serrano. Yep. Yeah, dude. Also, too, the the he was the. uh He's the voice of what Allstate now? State Farm. State Farm. State Farm. Allstate. 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 You're right. Allstate. 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 Fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. And then William Fickner. I know, dude. As Van Sant. Coming out of nowhere. Natalie Portman. A young Natalie Portman. A young Natalie Portman. Let's see who else. I'm going to go through the list, bro. Tom Noonan, who played Kelso, the guy in the wheelchair. He's like a very good character actor he's like in a lot of michael mann movies he played like if you've watched uh red dragon he played edward norton's character in manhunter because manhunter uh, uh, red dragon is a is, is a remake of manhunter yeah, yeah so he played like edward norton's character was tom noonan in manhunter uh, uh i don't know who kevin gages i've never seen him before but he was amazing as wayne grow hank azaria i know dude he came out of <laughs> nowhere mm-hmm. i was like wait a minute what yep. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yep. Tone Loke, bro. Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Henry no. Rollins. Henry uh, whenever, Rollins. Whenever Tone Loke was in. Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Whenever he uh, was Tone on Loke. screen, I was like, that kind of looks like. And then I heard his voice. I was like, oh, it's definitely him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is that Danny Trejo's character was Trejo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was the name. That was his name. It was Trejo. It was Trejo. All right. So then you had also. Um, you also had Jerry Trimble, who I showed you guys that that picture. Yeah. So Jerry Trimble in the '90s, if you don't know this uh, out there in the podcast world, Jerry Trimble in the '90s was big in the straight to home video, like straight to VHS, like martial arts movie scene. I saw a ton of his shit when I was a kid. For some reason, my dad loved renting like straight to VHS, like martial arts flicks, action flicks in the '90s, yeah. action flicks. Because well, like, he just he just. American emanates, Ninja. He, he yeah. emanates this henchman vibe, but right? no, but he was always the hero. But it was just martial arts shit, dude. Well, and and uh, I was thinking the same thing whenever you Jerry Trejo, or are you thinking about Jerry Trimble? Jerry Trim, uh, Jerry Trimble does, but so does even more so uh, Henry Rollins. I know. Oh, whenever yes. he comes on screen, I'm like, oh, bad henchman. That's him, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, like you said, yeah, Tone Loke. But did you guys notice the doctor? I know. Yeah. Piven. Yep. In like a five minute roll. Why does Jeremy Piven look the exact same age there <laughs> than he does now? Like, but now I'm... he has now he has more hair. He's the That's hair club right. for yeah. men guy. He, like looks older. It's like Jeremy <laughs> Piven has is Benjamin Button disease. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I think it's because he's got more hair now. Who knows? But yeah, dude. I mean it was it was nuts, bro. I was like, holy shit, I forgot Jeremy Piven was in this fucking movie. Nah. But dude, I think like the the cast was unbelievable, dude. How do you even how do you even real. afford that payroll? Well, they weren't all that big back then. They weren't all that so, big back then, but I mean, yeah. dude. But back then, Michael Mann was killing it too, dude. Yeah, that's true. He was a big time guy. So. He was big, and he's he. I mean, all right. So this is all right. So Derek, this is your flake. Go with it, dude. Let's, let's, <clears> let's do a synopsis here. 
Okay. Obsessive master thief Neil Mc Ooh McCauley 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 McCauley. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Neil McCauley leads a top-notch crew on various daring heists throughout New Los Angeles, while determined detective Vincent Hanna pursues him without rest. Each man recognizes and respects the ability and the dedication of the other, even though they are aware their cat and mouse game may end in violence. It's a great synopsis. That is a good synopsis. I have to tell you that this movie, and this is my movie, so I know I'm going to shut up here in a second, but this movie was not at all what I expected. Hmm. And man, I'm, I'm, I, I expected it was going to be great for different reasons. And I'm happy I was wrong. Were you pleasantly surprised though? Like, is it oh, a yeah. good thing or a bad thing? Oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you I'm trying to get where you're, you're going, going here. here. You're being very, 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 you're speaking in riddle. I kind of want you to go first. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> it would be my turn. No, no, and I'll go. Fill this in. No. We're, we're okay, so I, I do honestly enjoy heist movies very much in the same way that I think lots of guys might enjoy, like shoot 'em ups or Jason Bourne movies or James Bond movies, right? You don't go in with necessarily the highest expectations for writing and storytelling. You go in there for the cool action scenes and the mm-hmm. jaw dropping stunts and you know maybe some cool fight sequences depending on who the cast is right um and so i I tend to enjoy heist movies of all flavors you know from like the the really old ones to the goofy ones to the oceans you know 47 one i don't care i'm i enjoy them all they're 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 fun to me right yeah um they're a good casual enjoyable watch um although i didn't particularly enjoy oceans eight but that's aside the point um here's the thing that's what I went into this movie expecting. And I thought perhaps because I'd seen, you know, a couple sequences, a couple comments, a couple over, you know, movie reviewers had talked about this in the past. So I knew it was a pivotal, pivotal film and I knew that um, it had a, a lot to offer, but I had already kind of been made aware that this was a heist movie that was not a comedy. That was not a rom-com of any sort blended in there. It was, it was going to be mm-hmm. an action film. Um, and, I figured that much, but I did not expect to get so much context around each of these characters, which frankly was done really artfully in in ways that I don't think was too gratuitous, but it also helped me empathize and understand and, and care about all parties involved, both the cat and the mouse. Right. Um, and, and dude, like, like uh, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong. Uh, no, just Neil. I'll just say Neil. I didn't expect Neil to get Robert attached to anybody. Yeah. Just say the, just say the nearest character. Uh, just Robert, De Niro. Robert De Niro. I didn't expect his character to, to gain attachment. I expected that this was going to just be sloughed off and, and forgotten about and not cared about. Right. Just him, just him be so cold the entire time. Yeah. Well, cause he's, he's very, disciplined he mentioned yeah. that's part of the discipline right mm-hmm. and i i was believing it all the way up until he started to get soft and i started to pick up on how deeply rooted his shift was when he went to val kilmer's uh character's wife to like set things straight and hopefully give him another chance and you know go against 
Robert De Niro's character's uh, advice, right? Mm-hmm. That you you need to be able to drop everything for yeah. 10, 30 seconds yeah. and walk away. Mm-hmm. And Val Kilmer said, no, like if I go, she's going with me. Yeah. Well, like as soon as he started to actually care about his buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a shift. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly he cares about his buddy's interests. Yep. And that was a shift, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we saw a little bit of that for, you know, other characters, but I mean, it really painted a very large canvas for all these characters to have backgrounds and understanding. And, and I mean, even, even Al Pacino's whole situation, although I thought it was a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? Grimy, maybe a little bit sleazy, a little bit grimy. His open sequence is just banging a woman and then getting in a shower. Like yeah, that was just, a, I didn't a sizzle understand. Reel. That's really interesting that you say that. Cause I was thinking that's like, this is dumb. Like, yeah. I yeah. this like is what, the, one of the context does this give me for this character? Yeah. And it was one of the few sure. things in that movie. There's not a lot of things in that movie that's like, wow, this is dumb. But that was something that's like, damn, dude, you had like a really solid flick. And then you have that weird shot in there. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> you know? And it wasn't and it, and it wasn't. And you know what's funny is that like I've always thought about that shot, too. Like I saw this movie when it first came out in the theaters. Like I went to the theaters to watch it. Like I mm-hmm. went to go see it mm-hmm. as, 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 as a 16-year-old because it came out when I was a 16-year-old. And I went to go see it in high school. And I was going to see it with my friends. And that was one of the scenes, like, when I watched it now, I was like, it's, that's kind of like a scene that's like, it's like not needed. You don't need that. You, it's, 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 it, I mean, it provided absolutely nothing to the story. No context I think, whatsoever. I think, what like, they, need I think they needed to introduce that character in his personal life. In you his personal life. You coffee with this kid. Absolutely. You t- there are other ways you could have done this, but they needed to introduce Al Pacino's character from a personal perspective because we were going to get to see plenty of his work personality and his work ethic and so forth. But we needed to start the the rooting of that personal life early on. And I didn't, I didn't, I think they could have done it better. You know, and this is just me, like in hindsight, I've even like, and it's, and you've seen it happen in other movies with the, with the detective introducing his family. He could have just honestly gotten up in the morning with her, you know, laying on top of him. That's it. And gotten up and gotten dressed. Exactly. And that would have introduced the character completely, right? I mean, am I wrong? No. I've, how many times have we seen that? I actually would have got more information out of that than what I got. because it's With a conversation with him. of him having getting dressed. Yeah, because when it started off at first, I was like, who is this chick? Is it his girlfriend? Is it a hooker? Is this is this his yeah. wife? Who is this? I don't know who this is. They're making out really hard. What is this? And then they get up and they're just mad at each other for the rest of the movie. That was like the only point that they were like, okay, which I don't really get it. It didn't serve anything to yeah. the to the, to the storyline at all. But it's anyway. true. I was like, I was like, I'm like, he's wearing all this jewelry while he's fucking her. Like, like this necklace that he has, this chain he has on, and you just hear it jingling. I'm like, really? Al Pacino doesn't wear this shit. <laughs> like, no. I mean, like, when have you seen Al Pacino wear a chain anywhere? Uh, like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, only in the movies. I mean, it's just you know, yeah, and, and like I've said, like, like, like I just said, like it would, I would have gotten more out of a conversation between him and his wife, him getting up getting dressed and then going down to get coffee and all that stuff because we've seen it before and it works it works it's a little bit of exposition but it works like it's not like so like trying hard to make al pacino look like a sex symbol which he fucking is not he's a little italian dude that does not is not sexy at all okay i don't want to trash talk he's like he's like lips he 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 he, he, I, i think i keep thinking of him as the guy from dick tracy i want him dick 
<laughs> what was that guy's name? What was he? Uh, I'll find it. I'll find it. But anyways, go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. Anyway, I um, I got what I actually got was a lot of context behind a lot of different characters. I got a much more broad image of who these people were, what they valued, what they spent their time doing, and and who they were. Right. It, it was lots and lots of good context. I uh, also thought it was a little bit um, telling, let's say, of of how thorough they were going to be telling the story whenever I got to the point that it was. Um, I think that, yeah, they were leaving the robbery, the main robbery, the last one of the movie. They were leaving that. Mm-hmm. And there was an hour left of the movie. Oh, yeah. I know. I was like, what is going to happen? <laughs> and a lot happened. Is a lot. <laughs> that, yeah, absolutely. There was a lot that was still happening at that point and a lot that actually gave me further, further context around these characters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and gave me almost, almost, and I will say, because I do have a caveat, I do have a little, a small complaint about this movie, um, but almost a perfect uh, finish every character that we were introduced to mm-hmm. with oh. the exception of Chris, Chris. Oh, okay. I have something to say to that, but anyways, but we'll go to, we'll get to that. All right. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about a lot of shit, but like I said, like we've said Came before, out. This movie's twenty years, this years old. Thirty years. years old. Yeah, we're yeah. we're pushing thirty here. We're gonna push thirty here. All right. This this movie's almost old as Derek. This is gonna be so, bad. Not quite, bad. Not quite say as that. old as Derek, but I, I'm I'm gonna tell my sister that I mentioned her on the podcast, and then we're gonna talk about how long ago this movie came out. <laughs> this is not gonna be good. All right. So <laughs> your sister's but, twenty-eight. So then that means Derek's 22, 23 Then oh, she's fuck older, off. Right? Oh, Tomas, yeah, you, please I'll, tell me. All right, so all right, so my opinion of the motion picture. I've honestly loved this movie ever since I saw it in the theaters. I was mesmerized by it, and I just, I, I, I mean, yes, there are a few things, but from Michael Mann at this point in the '90s, he was like pumping out at all cylinders, dude. He was just making great flick after great flick. I mean, Last of the Mohicans amazing then he did heat and then he did the insider i mean he was just killing it on all levels i mean i think he was nominated for all three of those movies for best director i think he was honestly like because i mean i don't think for this one i don't think this movie got any oscar like, no oh yeah, well, he which should have been to me because i looked it up. Is, he should have been because i was like this probably got nominated i'll have to look and see who was nominated that was, year yeah but, I looked. But, up, I looked up the movie because I was like, "This movie definitely was slaying the Oscars that year," and it, it didn't. It had nothing. But yeah, no, it was. It, like I mean, people don't hi- give highest movies a fair shot. No, they don't. Not not all of them. I re- oh, yeah. After I just finishing who, the film, yeah, I realized. Oh, I just saw who won that year. Okay, so he would have never won. Okay, so who won? Who won? <laughs> what was that year? Saving for Private best director. Right? Oh, best director. Wait, hold on. Let me think. What did you say? Mel Gibson. Oh, that Brave was Brave Five Braveheart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he would have never yeah, he won. All right, yeah, yeah. He Braveheart, Braveheart was a really. It was good nominated idea. was uh, Braveheart, Apollo thirteen, Babe, Il Postino, The Postman. Ooh, that's uh, tough year. Senses, it was back when it was five movies: Braveheart, Apollo thirteen, Babe, Il Postino, and Senses Sense Ability. Those were the three movies, yeah. and director was Mel Gibson, Chris Noonan for Babe, Tim Robbins for Dead Man Walking. 
Mike mm. Figgis for leaving Las Vegas and Michael Radford for the Postman. Mm. Anyways, but yeah. So. How did how did Apollo do? Did they win Best Film by any chance? No, no, no. It was Braveheart. That year was Braveheart. Really? Over Apollo? Well, Braveheart yeah. was amazing, bro. Dude, Braveheart we're, was But we're not going to talk about that now. We're going to okay, talk about you're the right. heat. You're right. We're That's talking about the heat, that. bro. You're right. You're right. But either way, I'm sorry. But, but Michael Mann, he was, he was definitely even... Well, let's just say, like... Uh, out in the in the market in the industry, he was killing it. He was doing everything well. I mean, he Last of the Mohicans was received very well. This movie was received very well. I mean, Insider was received. Then it was Elite. It was Ali with Will Smith. That was another good movie. And then uh, he did that movie Collateral with Tom. He did Collateral with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx, which was and another he, fucking fantastic. Did he do Miami Vice? Yeah, he did that. Yeah. Which was not good. Not good at all. <laughs> That's kind of like where he said he's going a downturn. Yeah. Because after that, he did Black Hat with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Mm. Black Hat? Yeah. It's a good movie to put on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, okay, but it was back to Heat. I mean, I always loved this flick. And the the aspect of the two characters of Vincent Hanna and Neil McCauley played by Al Pacino and Robert De Niro was just a fucking, it was a clinic you could see on screen. And this was when Al Pacino was doing that whole weird voice he did. <laughs> In a lot of oh movies. gosh, his son of a woman, southern Italian, yeah, dude, voice. it's like that weird, like, <laughs> Whoa, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he had the oh, best no. line in the movie is like, uh, like, because she had a great ass, yeah. and you got your head all up in it, yep. <laughs> so, oh my god, <laughs> I could really do without that. <laughs> it was amazing, it was an amazing scene. I remember when I was watching the theaters, that got like a, like a roaring applause. That scene, it was hilarious. But uh I mean his yeah. condescension in the film is hilarious. He yes. does it several times. Well, very much He's so. Definitely got a few it's zingers. very funny. Yeah. Like, okay, we're gonna be jumping around to folks just as FYI. But either way, like it was that scene. I mean, it was a whole mess of different scenes. I mean, there was there's a whole mess of scenes that I want to get into, but like there's so many like different things that you saw how like they did and how they kind of choices they made was just Man, Michael, I don't know what it is, what it was with Michael Mann back then, but he just gave them so much freedom, I guess, maybe, to just kind of listen to what they did. He just, he he was, it, it just almost seems like he's one of those directors that's kind of like real, like, like freehand kind of guy, I guess, maybe, where he just lets them do their own thing and see how it goes kind of thing, you know, very independent style. I have style. no idea. Like, I, I don't mm. know what kind, because I don't know much about Michael Mann except the movies that he made, because I've never been a huge Michael Mann guy, you know? Oh, I, I don't know, dude. I, I do appreciate some of his films, but I don't. I don't appreciate him as much as you. I do. mean, he was the <clears> only <throat> guy to make Daniel Day Lewis do an action movie. So for God's sakes, I mean, he must be good. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, but, I mean, and it was a great action flick. So <laughs> yeah, I just don't love most of. I do like Last of the Mohicans. I actually realized with this film too, guys. I thought I had seen it before, and really. About, 30 minutes in, I was like, I've never seen this. Because Are you I, serious? It brought back a lot of... A lot of like, yeah, yeah. I brought back a lot of memories. Because I remember this. I know exactly why I didn't watch it. Well, I started it. So I was. I remember was, I didn't watch Heat probably till I was like 14 or 15. And at that point, it was 1998. Okay? So, so it was years later. Mm-hmm. I only watched Heat because I just got on this kick of like Goodfellas in Casino in The Godfather. Oh, oh De Niro That's movies. The only reason why I watched it. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be a good mm. one. I got Al Pacino and and, and Robert. You never Neal finished back. it? Turned it on. I was like, this is not a mobster movie. I'm fucking mad. 
Oh my god! Oh, I remember I never oh, finished it. Oh my god! So this god. was a new experience for me altogether. Sorry, but that's Thomas, awesome. I cut you I'm off. so excited you, for you, you. Need to finish your thoughts. Yeah, I'll I'll get to mine in a moment. No, no, no. I mean, but that's it. I mean, I mean, it, for for me, it's I've always loved this movie. I bought this movie as soon as Derek picked it. I was like, I'm fucking buying this flick, and it was like on sale and on like. Apple Music for like 10 bucks. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm getting this fucking flick, dude. Uh, it was like 90s classic sale. I was like, all right, let's do it. But yeah, so I love this flick. We're going to talk a lot more. There's one scene in particular I want to discuss. For sure. Let's do it. But, Dive but in. Not right now. Not right now. I want Eric to talk. It's Eric. Oh, yeah. Okay. He has to give his feedback, yeah, Derek. His so, feedback. What kind of an uh, asshole are you, Derek? The supportive kite? Yes, you are, and I love you for it. He's a supportive asshole. It's true. Uh, oh, not of that. None of that. Cut that shit out. Bad boy. We'll fix it in post. We won't. Nope. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I thought I had seen this film before, and I'd never seen it. But what the delight is is that it's a shame. It's not a shame. It's good that I didn't watch it back then because I think I wouldn't have liked it. You want to appreciate just, it? Yeah, because I'd be comparing it too much against, to, you know, Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're completely different filmmakers. So Taxi um, Driver is the shit. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Let's not go back there. Now please. that I'm now that I'm wiser and older and can like separate things like that in my head, <laughs> I, I got to watch this movie. And I didn't I, I really thought when it first started, I was like, I'm not probably going to like this because I didn't like how the the how Al Pacino was making out with this girl. I didn't like a lot of the things in the beginning. Although the heist, the beginning heist did catch my attention. That grabbed me. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in. But now when I'm learning about the characters, I'm like, why is this fucking happening? But then after that scene, I gave it time. I let it breathe. Derek's right. It's a, it's a very interesting film because it opens and closes almost every character, which is really good. And there's a ton of characters. And some of those characters um, are only in the film for 10 minutes, but you get a full open and close story. I also did care about what was happening. So this means this was a good movie, Derek. You picked a good... Another one. You did. I don't know. Good. I'm on a roll, guys. You did good so well, i can't really be on a roll i mean there picked, was tokyo godfathers just after recently you, after you yeah. picked two fucking duds in a row yeah, dude. dude you're you're making up for it you're doing you're made good. up for it bro you're doing work and i'm proud the last two movies yeah. have been very impressive so yeah so anyway this um the the uh the film is so is it's good it's such a, it's a really really good film there's a couple dated things about it of course i mean when you when you watch it it's like this doesn't work or the you cell can't phones. do this anymore yeah <laughs> Or pagers, you, the pagers, yeah. dude. Like, or for instance, you know, killing off the black characters, like things like that, you know. So yeah, uh, so uh, there's things that you can't do anymore. But the movie, all in all, um, was just a, it was a good time. It was a it was a good ride. I thought that it would be a slower three hours than it was. It wasn't. Dude. It wasn't too slow. You know, like it, did, it, 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 like I mean, it felt like three hours but it was three full hours. yeah but i like got... that you completed like we said we've got a completed story here so we're okay with it and i've never been in a situation where i loved um the the protagonist and i guess the quote-unquote antagonist antagonist yeah having a mm-hmm. conversation in that diner like right. just what a fucking scene guys and, and that's was, like the it only was time so well done, dude, because nobody else in that whole room had a Knew clue what the fuck that was happening right next to them. 
No, dude, which was great. You had literally these just like, and it was so awesome because you had the antithesis of each other. And they're having like a really pleasant conversation. Like, it's a shame because these dudes probably would really like each other a lot. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But they just can't get along because of what they do. Their job. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, no. And, it's like a mutual respect. Yeah. And they respect. And it was. It was like, yo, I respect you. And he's pretty much saying like, I'm going to kill you one day. And the other guy's like, I'm going to kill you one day. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. And, but it's okay. He's this like, what it, we do. only if I give you the chance. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So Dude, so such a good film. Like I, I really, really loved it. Um, I'm glad you picked it, man. I'm glad I was forced to watch it because I don't know if I ever would have watched it again. I've, you know, I've, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, Eric. I was just gonna say, like, I, I, um, I realized this a moment ago because I was looking at, um, I was looking at a list of, uh, just heist films, general heist films, and I realized how. If you think about it, because they, they, they have even uh, Die Hard listed as a heist film, and yeah, I could see it, I could see that, sure. Um, and the point I'm going to make here is the movie wasn't about the heist. Uh, uh-uh. it was, a, it was a heist no. movie, right? But it wasn't about the heist, and no. that's what I think is probably the key differentiator between yeah. it and all of the other heist movies that I mentioned a moment ago. You know, like if I talk about Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, Inception, or oh. Baby Driver, or uh, Now You See Me, or Reservoir Dogs, or The Vault, or Usual Specs, Suspects, or Gone in 60 Seconds. I mean, there's so many good heist movies that are about the heist. And those are the movies I tend to go for because I just like that simple, dumb, you know, heist yeah. film, right? That dynamic. But that's why this movie is so much better than a typical heist movie is because it didn't focus on the heist. It it fleshed out all the other parts. You just, I think you just enlightened me, bro. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. Because that's, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you typically fucking hate heist movies. I was like, and what is it about this one that's different? And I just like couldn't put together that, oh, again, I got a complete story of everything that's going on here. And it had mm-hmm. nothing really to do with the heist, you know? No. So no. that's that's right. that's the beautiful thing about this movie. That's what's this, the heist the heist yeah. was a background to where like and usually in heist movies it's that that's it's all about the heist. Wait, wait, oh gosh, I just realized. But this this movie the heist was all about movie, the people. The heist movie. The heist was the MacGuffin. Yeah. That's a great way, dude. I just realized oh, that, too. dude. Is All right, folks. Brought... We need to take a moment. Let's sit that <laughs> you, did you, did, did the, uh, I, I think, know, I think the Derek's brain just broke. <laughs> Is there a rift in your in your dimension? In your, your... We just reset time. <laughs> Is this a, <laughs> That's Is this a wild. cosmic moment? I think uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling it too, bro. Now that you just right. said that, that's wild. That the the heist like a MacGuffin, a MacGuffin, the, the MacGuffin. cheap MacGuffin, the, the the cheap mechanic to to push a film along to to get us to the next sequence to you know develop a character further. The cheap tool that is a MacGuffin was the whole genre of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only oh, that, there wasn't just one heist in this movie. There was. If you could say t- t- basically two heists and one attempted heist, so three heists in this movie. Mm-hmm. I know, right? and they're f- like, yeah. Well, yeah, there's one. They, they no, had there's two. The one that beginning and two of them were were finished, were and successful. one did. He's right. Yeah, he's yeah. right. Yeah, and one they stopped. So really, yeah, the heist was there, but it was like everything that happens to them, character building. It, dude, it's just wow, Derek. 
you that is the most good amazing one. you picked a good one and you're, and you're also Look, really opening our eyes here today we yeah, push each other to grow this, and uh i'm glad that i can expand the horizons from everything from all the way over everything Tokyo, everywhere all at once godfathers <laughs> to everything everywhere all at once and everywhere in between <laughs> You've brought you've brought the worst, but he's brought some of the best. You gotta. Yes, he gotta, has. Yes, he has. You have brought I'm the here bottom to of the best. Expand your mind. <laughs> you really have brought some real honest shit. But like, when you get that gold, <laughs> that's what makes him special. Yeah, dude, he has to like, keep on throwing shit at us. You know, you know what? He's like, he's like, uh, uh, he's like that guy. God, he says, "I'm going to sports analogy." Oh God. Um, He's that the guy from um he played for the Cardinals uh Albert uh Pujols Pujols he's yeah. like Pujols it's like either it's a home run or it's a fucking out, You're out. <laughs> it's just like it's no ground ground out to first yeah yeah you go <laughs> or it's a home oh, run man. oh it's a home run dude you're just swinging for the fence which or you're I, just gonna strike out it's a strikeout or a home run that's what yeah. Derek is and you know what and you know what I respect it Derek because you had you had in the army now and then you had everything everywhere so I you're stand by in the army now it's still <laughs> a fun movie okay I'm gonna have to right. go back and watch all right so then, let's get into the movie this is what I wanted to talk about one of the things so. Based on what I what you were saying, Derek, about Chris. So, Chris is the only one. Spoiler alert! That actually ends up twenty-seven years alive. Later. So recently, I'd say about a year ago or less than a year ago, Michael Mann came out with a book. He co-wrote a sequel to Heat, called yeah. Heat Two, and it's the story of Chris and Charlene. Mm. So it's and, and there's actually talks about making a movie. Yep, it's out there. They're talking about they're it. They're talking guys. about it. Like they're really talking about it. They can course, then start Val from Kilmer literally. Can't take the position. I know. Can't take well, they can just start from that timeline then and find actors that look like them and continue it. Literally, Honestly, they could it, start from 1995. Wait, they so, no, they don't have to. So, <laughs> the hardest part is filling Chris's role because everybody else dies. Well, yeah, no, but, I want to know what happened directly after who, that, bro. All right, so I just I thought about know. this now. Yeah. I just thought about this now. Who <laughs> would fit the Val Kilmer role in the 90s? Right now, in my head, right now, right fucking now, just popped in my head, was Austin Butler. Dude, shut up. When you said it to me, I was like, it's Austin Butler. That's it's the Austin first Butler, thing right? That in my With head. blonde hair? Yeah, you put blonde fucking hair on Fucking looks like Val Kilmer, dude. Dude, you're good. That's what I I'm thought good. was like Austin That's Butler. It. And then yeah. Ashley Judd? Austin Butler, Ashley Judd. Who do we get for Ashley Judd? Who's nowadays Ashley Judd? That, that, that's going to be a tougher one. A little bit tougher. I don't, I don't, I don't know actors and actresses, so I can't help you. A young yeah, actress? a little bit tougher. That's going to be tougher. But I'm, I'm thinking Austin Butler. No, no, that makes, that's what I thought too. I was like, he's going to say Austin Butler. He's going to say Austin Butler. That's what I was thinking in my head. He's got the same vibe, dude. Yep. Yep. I think you, oh, kill you know it. who you could do for Ashley Judd. Hold on, uh, I know exactly who it is. It's um, give me a second. Who? It's the girl from, from uh, <laughs> what is her name? What is her name? She was killed off early in Catherine Heigl. Uh, she's too old though. Yeah, dude, Catherine Heigl is like in her fifties. <laughs> I apologize. I was not trying to be rude. That's <laughs> I true. Promise. That's true. She, I mean, she's, she was born in 78. Maybe right? Margaret Qualley. Maybe, maybe you could throw oh, her in with I, blonde hair. Maybe Margaret Qualley could work. 
She's close. She She's work. way She's closer. Way closer than Heichel. Way closer but, in age, yeah. Um, yeah, she could work. Maybe, oh, dude, you know who could work? I just thought about it now. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, she could work. Dakota Fanning could work. She's that got works. the hair, so she could do it. Dakota Fanning could work. Dude, we should be casting directors. I know. I know. Why are we doing a podcast? Sure. We should be okay. casting yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> anyways. Call us up. But anyway, so yeah, that's that's one thing. But here's the scene that I thought was like the most amazing scene in the movie. And when I saw the movie and then I rewatched it again, like I've seen it three times since we picked it. The scene that I thought was like the most amazing scene, and we're going to jump around, folks, like we said, we're going to jump around, was the scene in the car with um, Amy Brenneman's character. And he's like said, oh, we're gone. We're leaving. Let's go. And he's not going to go after uh, Wayne Grow, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in the car driving, and they have the camera on Robert De Niro's face. And in 30 seconds, he's made like 10 different decisions. Bruh. Yeah. I you know what I'm talking know. about? Yeah. And you can see you it. You can see it buzzing through his you head. You can see it. Like, he's got this face. Like, at the end, he's like, fuck it. Fuck Wayne Grow. I got my girl. I'm out. And he's got a smile. Like, he has a smile. Like, I, I'm going to live my life. I'm done. Mm. And then he's like, fuck this guy. Fucked me over. He's killed my friends. All he my just, friends are dead. Yeah, he can't and he's just go. running through all the different scenarios. He's like, you know what? This guy doesn't fucking deserve to live. And then you see his face turn. He can't let at it that go. Point. I don't he can't think he had the capa- he didn't have the capability to let it go I because mean, yeah. and, and that's and the, hold on and here's the thing it's his girlfriend's fault and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to yeah, clarify I would, I would this. love to hear this I'm excited okay yeah, this is great this this is going to be a good episode I think <laughs> he, here here's the thing you remember whenever he was feeling the heat and they met out in that like field and they were all saying, we need to walk away. We're not supposed to be here. And he went by one by one by one. And he was telling them we need to walk away. Yeah. He was as the thief prepared to walk away. He had that discipline. No, no, I think you're wrong. Cause he said, I think it's worth the stretch. He said, I think it's worth the stretch. That's later when he's committed to it. And he's talking to John Voight's character. Because John Voight's character tells him you should walk away, and he goes, "I think it's worth the stretch." But when they're standing in that, he never field, said his opinion. He he was trying to talk them all out of it because he was like, "He's like, you've got a family, you've got money put away, you've got a little one." Yeah, and that's True. when Chris, I guess you're that's right. When not Chris, he never, he never said his opinion, but he told them reasons why they shouldn't do it. Right, and so here's my point: he had discipline enough to walk away at that point, which you know we see time and time again in every kind of movie where it's revol- uh, revolving around people who are truly obsessed with their their thing that they do, their hobby, their their career, whatever it is. They can't back off the gas. They can't let go. They can't give up. They can't walk away. And here we've we're seeing in that sequence that he's still got that discipline. He's saying that we should be walk away. We should not be doing this. And they all talk him into it. And then he rides forward with that. And at the same time, he stops being able to walk away from his girlfriend. And as he's sitting in that car with her and he's trying to hone his discipline and keep in that car and get to the airport and get on that plane and get out of the country, he doesn't. Because he's got the money. Cause he's got the money and he's with his girl and he could pull it off. He really could do it. He's, he's going back into that mindset and he fell victim to losing his discipline because he already given in with everything else, right? He already brought the girl with him. He already given her like actual insights as to who he was and what he had done. And she could have just turned him in, right? He'd, he'd already made himself vulnerable. He'd already broken all his other disciplines. How is it possible that he was going to continue having the discipline to just drive straight to the airport? 
this was this was this is why this movie is so great. I mean, the psycho- you, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I'm. I no, just, no, 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 no. No, because I want you to continue. That was so because weird. this <laughs> that because his 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 portrayal in that scene uh-huh. was just on so many. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was on so many levels, such a fantastic thing, just to see an actor go through those decisions on screen. Yeah, and it was just. It was unreal to see that happen because it was like you, you you know when you watch movies you see the actors make like a decision but usually you don't see them portray it so vividly where they make decisions as the scene's going yeah you know where you make the you see it happen you know where you see it in their eyes you see it in their mannerisms usually those decisions are done before they start filming and then they just go forward with it but in the span of 30 seconds, this guy goes through like 10 different conversations, or you think, of course, he's, he's an actor, but 10 different conversations in his fucking head where you're like, just go, man. Like, you're, you're at that point, like, the cool thing about this movie, I thought was like, you root for the bad guy. Like, just go, dude. Yeah, you can you're, make you're it. You're so close to making you're it. You're so like, close. That's the other thing is like, whenever they do that cut scene, or they cut to the scene where they're at, what is her name? What's the the girl? Edie's uh, Edie's house. Yeah, they cut to the scene where it's daylight and they're still at her house. Like somehow he slept there, out, and and like after, that's after she ran away up a hill and he dragged her back into the house, saying it's okay, which is a little bit creepy. But they seem to iron that out by the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> they stay in the same house, and then they cut to a sequence where it's daytime, and we've been hearing the whole time from Al Pacino's character that he's got seven to eight hours before he's gone. Yeah, right. He says it two or three times, and at one and point he says he's out, and and it's morning. It's morning suddenly, and and granted, I'm sure that, you know, maybe that wasn't a full eight hours that transpired through that time. Maybe they were still, you know, at 2 a.m. whenever they said that. But daylight is pretty damn close to eight hours at that point. And Al Pacino's already walked away and said, like, he's gone. It's time to go home. I'm going to go and sleep for a month, month. right? And, And so he was home free, dude. He was so close to being just out. And I would have. That would have his made a better sequel. Got in the way. That would have his, made, it made a better sequel, yeah, honestly. His, his pride got in the way, dude. His yeah. pride. That's what I was. That, so it was just. I mean, at that point, when he went after Wingro, it was just hubris. At that point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, but, because he didn't want a fucking insect like Wingro to get the better of him. It wasn't just about getting the better of him. Listen, Neil didn't. It was the kind of guy that didn't have a lot of close relationships. You could tell. No. No, it's Those true. Those dudes right. were his boys. Yes. And they were a well-oiled fucking criminal machine, dude. Yep. They were incredible. Like, it was awesome to watch. Were there, like, sequences where you are just like, this is fucking great. What are, this, what are these guys? It's like watching ice dancing or something. These guys are killing it right now. And, and they're <laughs> that robbing, first like, scene? Yeah, dude. They're robbing a banks with ease and, and armored trucks with <laughs> ease all perfectly timed perfectly timed knowing everything that's gonna happen when it's gonna it was like flawlessly done and you're just rooting for them to continue to commit crimes (laughs) can i can i ask you a question eric um okay so i agree you know they're they're pulling off these sequences with ease and you know they do another really cool I, i mean you know the They've done a couple different heists. You know, we saw one that they, they call off midway and, you know, we don't really get to see that one come to fruition. And so but it was still badass. 
It was, I mean, yeah, it was awesome. working just like a charm, and, right? They were doing calling fine. it in itself was badass. Like saying, walk no. away, we walk. And them doing it was badass. Yeah, they cut, they cut and walked, and and that was a perfect exit, right? That in itself was still really good. And then we see how the the major heist is pulled off, and even that one is is pretty good. They've got a lot of the things ironed out. The only reason they got, you know, almost mostly caught there at that point was just because somebody called them in, right? And they they'd been uh, 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 snitched on. But the best heist, in my opinion, might have been when they were at the boatyard and the cops. Oh, like they didn't take anything. And Al Pacino's character is like, they're looking at us. We're the topic This is the heist. We just got made. And I thought that was like real, real good. Like we got to see how they had everything figured out and planned. And like when they were ready to disappear at the down to the minute, they were gone. Every one of them, like all the trackers were gone. The vehicles were dropped. They couldn't track them anymore. They, they were all tailed and you know, mic'd and everything. It was just instantly. They, it's like they they had a, always had a backup plan. And that plan execution was carried out every time flawlessly. It was like that, that scene when he said, we just got made. I remember sitting in the theaters like, like, dude, like a, I had never seen that before in a movie. Like, you guys know me. I've seen a ton of fucking shit. Yeah. And when I saw that in the theaters as a 16-year-old, I was like, what the fuck just happened? I had never seen that in a movie. I want to I want to ask. So this I, I didn't even get I didn't even get to the point where I was going to ask a question. So my point, my question, Eric, for you is because you've you've clearly got um, some. I don't know. I'm going to call it respect for how these heists are being pulled. And that's an interesting aspect to the movie. So why don't you normally like heist movies? Because when it's just about the heist, they're, they're similarly, I mean, even some of the oceans movies have really good heist sequences, right? right. So why is it that you don't like those and you like this? Is it it's all the other question. stuff that adds to it? It's that's a great question. And I actually have the answer for you immediately. Cause I was like, when you first started asking, I'm like, Oh shit, I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer this. Like I don't have to think really hard. Then I really figured it out. Okay, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> so the other heist movies, I'm not saying that the heists aren't clever or anything like that, and that's why I don't like them. It has, it's not about that. <clears throat> it's that they're just generally cheesy. They're not formulaic. Yeah, they're formulaic. They're cheesy. Um, you know, a lot of the same thing over and over again. Yeah, they're it, you know that's it. And like all the oceans movies are literally just a carbon copy of the next of the one before. You know, they just change. They just change the antagonist. Yeah, and. Because of that, I think it makes it a little bit more boring. But I think why I liked the heists in Heat is because I cared about the characters and everything that was happening would affect them greatly, you know, if it went wrong. So I was so into what was happening because I wanted them to get away with what they were doing. You know, there's another part that I just realized is probably also an aspect of why you probably don't like heist movies. Many of them uh, of I think some of the most popular heist movies um, spend a big portion of the movie, you know, painting the preparation and showing the rehearsal and the, the mythology uh, mythology around but all these different things that uh, methodology methodology is the word I'm looking for um, behind what they intend to do. And then when the night goes down and things go wrong, you don't see 
all of the backup plan that actually happens that is perfectly packaged in a beautiful bow and was so much more seamless than the primary plan. Mm -hmm. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's, that's a, almost like a bait and switch that whenever, especially you don't care about the characters, you're not willing to forgive. Yeah. You know, that's a solid point. I think that's actually a great breakdown of it because it's true. You know, everything that's going to happen and then it doesn't happen that way. So something else, with these two, with these heists, we just go into them. We have no idea what they're going to do no. or how they're going to do it. Yeah. And that alone makes it even more interesting. You yeah. Know? So like, like if you guys remember when he was meeting with Kelso, the Tom Noonan character in the, uh, he was meeting with him in regards to the heist. He was, he, you remember what he asked him? He's like, how do you get this stuff? He's like, Oh, it's in the air. And it's the, it's the, it's the craziest thing. Now it's the internet. Yeah. The guy was basically a hacker. Yeah. Yeah. And he just basically got all that information because back then there was really no protections on no. the internet. No. Yeah, your your security Firewalls? was uh, obscurity, and uh, well, they still. Firewalls do that. was at least five years away at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like there was no way they had any type of internet or network security at that point. He could just he's like it's everywhere. You saw him like he was like it's everywhere. I can just grab it out of the sky. That's great. And he had like and, and then when he was talking to John when when uh when when uh John Voight was talking to Robert De Niro in the car in another scene, he was like I could build a bank with these plans. Like you know, it was just like yeah. he gave him everything. Like. Like, that's the whole. I mean, I mean, nowadays it'd be tougher to do what you're doing, what what, what they did in Heat nowadays. Mm -hmm. Then you know, it, it. I don't think you could really portray it as well in the motion picture as they, they were, did in Heat. They were doing no because it would the the robbery would basically be office space. Like it's yes, a, it's a, it's a virus, and suddenly you've got the money, and then it's in a Cayman Islands account. Like yeah. that's that's what ends up happening now with Bitcoin yeah. and all that bullshit. Well, but he, back he, then, Heat they were doing analog heists. We there's digital heists now. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was just, but I mean, it was just, it, but but it, even still nowadays, if you think about it, like I think Heat actually still holds up as a as a flick nowadays. Oh, it was great, even dude. Though, I I didn't feel like I mean, there's dated portions of it, but like the story sure. was like, I was like, this is great. I think it holds yeah. up. Yeah. It was just, I think it holds up. And, 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 and so it was just cool to watch how they did the things back then and how, how, uh, Robert De Niro's character just kind of like rolled with whatever they were doing. He didn't care. Like, he wasn't worried about, like, he, like, you know, you have some heist movies where characters aren't, aren't, aren't about, aren't all about technology. He, he utilized whatever technology was available to him to be able to do what he needed to do to get the heist done. That's what I appreciated in the movie. Like he wasn't one of those old timer kind of guys running his crew. Like, oh, this is how we do things. No, 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 no. I adapt to what's available and what's in front of me, and I'm gonna go ahead and do what I can to get my fucking money. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that, that was the cool part that I really enjoyed in this motion picture. That it was an adaptable character. The character adapts to his environment. I also like that even though these dudes are like hard as fuck, they were hard as fuck. They were. You got to see like their family life and you realize yes. like, oh my God, they're like dads and boyfriends. And <laughs> yes. Tom Sizemore. They're shitty, they're shitty husbands. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like they're just like regular dudes. You know? Tom Sizemore as a person, he's had some horrible things in his life and I really feel for him. And I'm, I'm and, and like, but as an actor, he was very great, but his character, the way he portrayed his character was just some, so it's such a, with, when he was in that scene with his family at the restaurant, it was such a lovable scene. Know, you yeah. can see that he, true like it, it like he enjoyed being around his wife and his kids and it was just a great scene to watch like it was just funny he's such like a, I, there's, 
not a lot of sequences for heist movies that that often do that. And there's only two that I can think of that I think have done something similar to that. And it's that's the Fast and the Furious movies in the early you know, portions, they give you time to see them act as family and that kind of ingrains the family, the family. (laughs) So I can see where they were trying to do that. And then, um, I mean, it, it, I think it just adds, uh, that they're trying to take the easy button for character building and getting us to care about them. And, this movie didn't need that sequence. I don't think, I think that sequence was relevant because the cops were, Hey, we've bugged them. We've got that car, you know, and, and that made this sequence relevant, but we got so much other context of these characters beforehand that I, I didn't need the restaurant portion to, to see that they were human, that they lived normal lives. You know, I, I didn't, I mean, gone in 60 seconds even had lots of sequ- uh, sequences where they were family and this is what we care about. And this is where we're here for each other. And uh, I mean, it didn't, I, it needed it. I agree movie. with you. Are you, it, it didn't need it, but I don't think it, it, it didn't feel heavy handed. You know what I mean? Uh, like it didn't, I didn't think nah, I do it. agree there as well. I didn't feel like, like I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like you didn't feel like it wasn't worth it. No, you know I, mean? like, I felt like it was like just enough. Like I don't know. I didn't really know shit about Tom Sizemore's family, but I knew, okay, this is a loving, great family. They didn't really focus, but I just knew it was there. Yeah. Same with even like, we got a little more context with Chris and, um, his yeah, wife. we did. Um, you know, but either way, like I didn't feel like ever, any of it was like too much. You know, I liked. I don't know. I liked. It. I liked. I liked that part of it, and I liked getting to learn a little bit more about Neil himself and like watching him be romantic too. Is was also like interesting. Yeah, because yeah, this it was. is the most violent man you've ever seen in your life. Who is the calmest, cool as a cucumber in any situation that you can put him in? I don't know. I I just his character was very complex to me. And I really, yes. I really loved all the layers of him because you see him when he was soft, and you saw him when he was at his like most violent and his worst. Um, so again, another character that's like dynamic, and in and everyone talks about Robert De Niro doing the same thing over and over again, and this was not that. I don't think this was the violent parts of him were, but the rest of it was not. Did you guys notice? Okay, this is something I noticed. Okay, so maybe this is more for the technical side for you, uh, Eric, more than anything else. And this is something that I've always wondered. So, all right. So I'm, I'm going to go a little bit crazy here. And this is just something that I've always thought about when I watch some movies sometimes. And this is just because I don't know the industry. And I don't know how the technical side of it is. I kind of like, like what film question. is used. <laughs> So here's the question. So this is just me because I, honestly, I don't know. Question? Did you forget? I wish the question? Here's, 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 what is here's, the question? Here's the context. The context is, the is I wish, honestly, I wish I studied filming in college. I honestly did. What's I wish I, I, I was a major filmmaker. You forgot the question. Anyways, no, my question is I've never forgotten it. Um, this is what I thought when I was watching the movie. The the way the the way the film that's not how you start a question the fuck up and let me answer the question let me ask the question (laughs) fuck me derek stop talking all right so the film they use in the motion picture i've always noticed that it was like like there's like a grainy side to it is there like a type of film they're using i'm sorry i'm sorry i've always had a question you forgot the question no i didn't forget it that's the question 
That's the question. That's the fucking question. You guys are stupid. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Bye. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm home. Fuck you guys. No, no, no. Oh, like, seriously, like, 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 like the, the type of film they use in the motion picture, like, then. That, I mean, you they, know what I'm saying? Like, the, the way it looks is, like, weird. Like, it's, like, hazy, and then it's, like, I don't well, know. Is, Man the, is that the lens? I don't well, know. I'm, I've always asked, always wondered about that aspect of it. Well, Michael Mann does it, like, his shot film forever, and then there was a while that he was just shooting on video. Like, he did it for, yeah. like, collateral. And like, collateral, and yeah, right? But I don't know what he was shooting on this film, but every film stock is different. You have more grain. You have more gate. You have more light. You have more color, saturation, flats. So... Well, it depends on what you shoot on. I'm not that good. I've never shot on film myself, so like I don't know much about celluloid. God, I would love I'm, to, but I haven't had the opportunity. What kind of person are you? Dude? I'm what not kind of an asshole. Are it's you, like, bro? dude, they don't shoot on it anymore. It's very expensive. You should. It's really, really expensive. Really expensive. <laughs> like, that, bro. Spend your fucking like money, a Eric. A foot. Okay. 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 What money, bro? <laughs> Derek, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Let the cinephiles talk, Eric. Derek, um, <laughs> no, honestly, it's like how much does it cost? It's like a dollar. Are a you foot. serious? It might be more than that. That was like ten years ago. The last time I remember, it's ten probably, years ago, dude, that was a dollar a foot. Probably of more film? than that, and like it takes many feet for like a minute. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah! I just I fucking just pissed my pants just thinking about a dollar a fucking foot, yeah. and, and I don't even probably, know how much honestly, it costs. Probably more than that now, but uh, wow, that was like a long time ago. You just blew my looked. fucking mind, bro. So it's expensive as shit. Holy shit! So I I want to say one thing, Amy Brenneman. The only reason she got this movie is because of her fucking nude scene in NYPD Blue. That's it. What? Why? What? Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, but I believe you. <laughs> so, uh, context. Context, guys. <laughs> Amy Brenneman is in, like, the I, first season of fucking NYPD Blue. And so, in how, the first episode, she on, has a... I thought that was on, like, Fox. They couldn't show... No, that was on ABC. So, oh. if you were a kid in the 90s... When NYPD Blue came out, it was the first show on television that had the TVMA rating. First show on television with a TVMA rating. And the first episode of that scene had a sex scene with David Caruso, which, by the way, is not the, not the nicest looking dude ever in the world, and Amy Brenneman. And she was the first woman on national television to show her breasts wait it showed it on abc on abc on the first episode of nypd blue and it, and that's the reason why the show got tvma for the rest of its time i do not amongst be- other what? things i mean there was a lot of shit on that show. i don't believe it you don't believe it look it up no, it's I'm the reason why it. that show got tvma because she showed her breasts on national television it was the first show to have tvma look at the, eric's actually for uh, all those podcasts he's looking it up right now I remember this vividly because I remember reading an article about I'm it. Just, listen, I do not believe that there were bare breasts on NYPD. There were bare breasts, dude. I'm telling you. Because it was just when the ratings had started. Just And I remember when I was in like a senior, in, no, I was a junior in high school. They put out uh, Schindler's List unedited 
on Oh no, ABC. that I remember. No, no, no. I remember that. I remember that. Remember and the that. only yeah. scene that they they didn't edit it out, quote unquote, per se. It was unedited. They premiered it as unedited, but the only thing they did do is the scene with Ray Fiennes, and I forgot the woman's name, where the scene where he rapes her, they like fuzzed it out. They made it hazy. So you couldn't see the rape scene hundred percent. But they didn't edit out. All they did was make the screen hate. They hazed out the screen. They 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 pixelated or whatever the hell they fucking wanted to do to make that scene so they can continue the movie. They didn't cut it out though, so it wasn't edited. They just hazed it out so you couldn't see it. But yeah, so I have. But you I've saw done everything else research. in that fucking movie. I have. I have the cost of film. How I'm, is it? I'm oh worried. my god! You All actually right. looked it up. I'm looking it up. So I, I got it right here. Um, as of May of 22, so uh-huh. about this time last year, pricing was for 16 millimeter color negative, $220 per 40, 400 foot roll, which is about 11 minutes. Fuck of footage. me. <laughs> so that's $220 for 11 what, minutes. Now, if what about we look seven, at- What about 70 millimeter? Because that's what Christopher Nolan does. I don't see estimates for 70 millimeter. I do have estimates for 35 millimeter. What's 35? That one is $792 for a thousand foot roll, which is still 11 minutes. Oh my God. That's not God. that bad, actually. I thought it was to be more. No, that's so there, for a 90 minute movie shot on 35 millimeter with a four to one ratio. Just the film. Just the film. 35,000 and change. And that's a Kodak stock film. That's honestly not that much. I'm just thinking that that's probably uh, not money that is uh, that's not the stop of the costs. Let's say that's the cost of the film. Yeah. Not development, not the added cost of editing that that medium. Right. I'm sure that there's lots of other costs that come with this beyond just raw material. Yeah. Right? You got to yeah. get cameras. You got to get expertise and people that actually know how to work those cameras, which stands reason that there's probably fewer of those folks than there are of the folks that use like red and, and what's the, uh, what are the other two big one ca- cameras they use in film right now? There's one from Sony and one from Panasonic. I forget. Uh, the ones, uh, uh, who fucking cares? No, the big cameras, the cameras that they use on most like, IMAX, the ones IMAX. are the RFlex. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, that is, uh, the cost there. Eric, did you find any truth to the NYPD blue so, conversation? There is some truth. <laughs> not all. Not all. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need <laughs> that's to hear. So, some truth is good enough for me, brother, because you know what? I am a truth maker. <laughs> More like rumor talker, right? Yeah. So um, I watched the actual scene. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I, yeah, baby. Because I was looking up, like I was looking up. Hey, by dude. the way, her her breasts are not that great. It's okay. Oh my gosh. Why are you gonna talk shit? I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm Why you gotta talk shit? As, no, dude. As a 14 year old back then, it was amazing to watch it on national TV. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, she was 14. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! No, <laughs> 14. So, was, in like 93, I was like loving life at that point, yeah. bro. Yeah, so okay. I was just looking okay. up. I was like, did did like were there boobs on TV or whatever? Like ever on like national TV? TV or NYPD, whatever, and nothing was coming up. And if it was on TV, it would have come up. So I was like, let me just see if I can find the scene. So mm-hmm. I looked up like Amy Brennan in old like, scene, NYPD yeah, yeah. or whatever. And I watched the scene and it was like 
aggressively long. I feel like it was like over a minute long. And it wasn't boobs. It wasn't full boobs. It was like side boob against a against the dude's body. It was like the the, the it showed a shot of like the top of the crack of her butt, <laughs> but it like didn't show her a whole oh, butt. Okay. So it was like one of the. It was I a mean, TVMA. It was TVMA. Yeah, not not yeah, yeah, yeah. straight it's, up full boobies. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, okay it still that. work. It still works. So like that's why it's like yeah, I saw side boob for sure. So um, let me just bring us back to uh, the movie that we're supposed to be fucking talking about. Sorry about that. Tangents. Yeah. So um, where the fuck were we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll start. I'll start us off on a good tangent. Like, let's talk about Wayne Grow for a second. Okay. So worst guy. Really you good. Notice, Baseball. Ball. Did you notice that like Wayne Grow all of a sudden like he turned out to be yeah he was a sleaze ball he was a jack off but then all of a sudden it's like. Wayne Grove's a fucking serial killer. Like, what the fuck is going on with Wayne Grove? Like, I was like, holy shit. We've gone from a heist movie to now we have serial killer elements to it. Like, Can what I, the fuck is this? I need I need to pause this for a moment. I'm sorry, guys. I've just got I just got um some of the worst news I've heard in a long time. My mother just texted me. She finally watched everything everywhere all at once. Bro, you just gave me the worst. Oh my god, dude, I thought something happened to your mom, bro. I know. I know. I I, I, will be recording for that. I hate you right now, my dude. God, I'm I'm gonna have to walk away for like five minutes, I bro. You were, I thought something bad was gonna be like, oh like shit, like for that's, real, that's a, Jesus oh, Christ, you Derek, son of a bitch. She Podcast says, world, I hate, I hate Derek yeah. right now. Okay, she <laughs> says, go ahead. It was creative, and I liked the lead actress, but I didn't care for the storyline. Somewhat <gasps> hard to grasp. I would not watch it again. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> mom! It's because I love your mom, but she's old. Mom, look. It sounds like what my the mom Oscars strongly disagree with you. <laughs> you know what you're gonna tell her? It's not. It's not just me. Derek's no, gonna she'll tell. Listen, me. she'll listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, this is when she'll learn. Oh, she this is when she'll learn that I'm disappointed in her. You to say, "Mom, I want you to listen to this episode, just this one." No, she she listens from time to time. So I'll probably tell her that I mentioned her. She's like, I don't like that Tomas guy. She'll hear the disappointment in my my tone and. Uh, Tomas has a filthy mouth. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you do, but we all. Oh, I, Matt, I, she's not gonna call you out on that. You know she does. Does your grandmother listen to this show too? God, oh, I hope not. <laughs> I think you told me that. I think you told me that one day. My grandma listens to us sometimes. Mm, no, that, that would be bad news. That would be bad news, for us, folks. <laughs> I would have loved to. Like, I love my my grandmother. Rest in peace. My grandmother died, but I would have loved to have had my grandmother listen to us before she lost. Before, before, like before everything happened with her. But she would have been like Tomas. Tomas. She was like, "Bebo, no digas eso. Bebo, don't say that. That's not nice." but but yeah no okay Um, we can go back to it i'm disappointed in your mother (laughs) i'm disappointed in you derek i'm not mad i'm I'm not mad exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm a father and now i can do it back to my mother i guess i I love watching videos of your kid right now do such a tangent where i'm out Dude, I like my my I, my heart makes me happy when I see dude, this kid's video. Yeah, dude, my little man, man, I'd be like sending Betsy messages like, bro, 
today. He's such a sweet little turd. I know. I he's him. cute as hell, he's dude. He's adorable. He's like a button. He's adorable like a button. He's got these Super massive mitts. He's hilarious. Oh, Scott, I mean, look at his father. <laughs> Gotta remember where Adrian's got mitts too. I love it. <laughs> Gotta remember his roots, man. It's in the genes. It's exactly. In the it's in the genes, bro. It's in the DNA, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he's a um, football. He's he's uh he's yeah, he's uh, we're gonna go on this tangent, I suppose. Um yeah. he, he's you know throwing words out there and all this all the stuff. And then uh I was uh flipping through I forget what I was I was flipping through Facebook and uh, one of your reels came up, Eric, and and he's he's like, oh. And he's like leaning into the screen and get real close. He recognized you, dude. Oh, like, yeah. Uh-oh, look at that. Look yes. at that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, buddy. Uh, look, this is our dinner sequence. We're human, folks. Yeah. Yes, we, we are. are. We're, We're not are. robots. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So let's, let's, okay. Go back to the movie. Go back to the movie. Let's go back to the movie, guys. So, did anybody get like weird, like child molester vibes from John Voight with his long hair? <laughs> I did. Not John Voight, no, because they never painted that picture for me. But for Wayne Grow, oh, the whole fucking time. The whole fucking time. Immediately. John he is Boy- the sleaziest of sleaze yeah, he's such a- Dude, Shit. like when when like when I remember like when I watched the movie again now, because this is the first time I like when I when you picked the movie, this is the first time I'd seen the movie in at least ten years. At least ten years. Maybe longer, maybe fifteen. I think I saw the movie last time with my father in law. The last time I saw the movie with my father in law. But that scene when Wayne after the heist, when they're about to kill him and he escapes, I'm like, right there, I was like, that's not good. I was worried that it's when Al Pacino's, oh, I, I, I mean, yeah, you do that Al Pacino's character yeah. came back and was at his apartment and he finds Natalie Portman in the tub. I was like, oh, shit, did Wayne Grove show up? Like, that why was, why was he at all mad at Al Pacino? Dude, that whole you like, so immediately that, went to Wayne Grow. I mean, I get it. It makes sense, but that's hilarious. He's like, it's got to be Wayne Grow. That creepy. It's got to be Wayne Grow. Wayne Grow made Natalie <laughs> Portman slit her wrist and her thigh. Well, no, I thought that I, she was just like, yeah, you thought she was, you know, her murdered or yeah. molested or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. I, at that point, I, this is before she came even out of the tub, and I'd realized that she had far too much importance placed in her sleaze bag father. Yeah. Which we never <clears> saw, which was which was really cool, by the way. That was a really cool element. That we never saw her dad. I mean, well, usually it wasn't. No, no, really, I didn't need that context. But usually in these kind of ish- situations, you see the sleaze bag dad. Am I am I, am I wrong? I mean, I mean, sure. typically, I think he did a smart job by not bringing him in because one, you've saved money and time, and two, he's not present. So you're he's literally not, showing the the, the, the uh, yeah, audience he's not he is, gonna yeah. be here. Yeah, they usually have a conversation between the mom and the sleazebag dad outside a door, you know, <laughs> the front door, yeah. be like, "What are you doing? You're not late." You know what I mean? Like that's how you usually have. But I think it was great that they just never showed that because what the fuck does it matter? He's not pertinent to the story. Why am I gonna waste time and money is, on somebody uh, doing the that? Whole, the whole point of his storyline was that he is gone all the time and never exactly. shows up. Yep. He's not a. He's and not. So, a, what he's, better way to exemplify uh, that uh, than by not, not cast anyone? <laughs> no, ah, I like. Which that. is smart. Yep. I mean, because I mean, that's the only time I've ever seen that happen. Honestly, I mean, am I wrong? I, I mean, I, don't, uh, I have to. Think I can't think it. of another time. Yeah, I'm sure that there's got to be other examples, but I don't I've know. I've never seen it. I don't think of it. I can't think of one yeah, I mean, now. You might be right. I'd have to think pretty hard about it. But I have. So, but, I can't think of one off the bat. So I mean, but but I mean, so 
Listen to the, I mean, we could talk about so many fucking things in this fucking flick. So, I mean, how about the sequence where uh, Neil slash um, Robert De Niro dies? Okay. Because I'm I'm watching that sequence, and I'm I'm sure just like you guys, we've seen a number of movies. We can usually predict what's about to happen. Um, and the whole time as they're running through the airport, I mean, aside from the fact that airports don't just leave luggage carriers randomly strewn across their tarmac. <laughs> I know, which is really aside. funny. Like, like this is this barriers everywhere, perfectly placed for them. Yeah, like they just walked into a freaking airport. Like, I mean, I get, I get, it's pre nine eleven, but come on. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> way so pre nine eleven. I'm I'm watching this sequence, and I am aware that at this point, Robert De Niro has left his girl, and that's the only thing that he has tied lost to him, yeah. his, lost, yeah, he's tied, it's tied to him, that's tied him down. He's already lost this girl. And we've also seen Al Pacino start to reconcile with his wife, at least to some extent, and and find some happy medium, and, and his kind of daughter-in-law um, also um, survive and and you know we see a positive outcome potentially for these characters for for al pacino so robert de niro's got left and left al pacino's got everything to lose and so that tells me the movie's about to wrap up and robert de niro's about to die like i could see this coming except that one moment where they bring up the lights for the planes Mm -hmm. and i know that it's going to blind al pacino and I'm like, shit, like, why did they paint it? Why did they tee us up for Al Pacino to live and then kill him? And, and because that's kind of what they're, I guess they're making you second guess. I, I get that. And they, they did a great job because they've started bringing up those lights. And you see that plane coming in and he just needs to buy a little bit more time until those lights come back up because he can blind Al Pacino. Robert De Niro can shoot him and be out. And split second, it changes. But I thought that was brilliant storytelling in that moment because even the people who have seen all the movies who knew what was about to come started to question it yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie i did have a that that was the really exceptional with this movie because there was a part of me that was like i really don't know who's gonna win here because like i i because there was a one like you, you know you want the good guy to win and al pacino quote unquote is the good guy but you also were been rooting for robert de niro through this whole movie and i don't want him to die i want him to get away but i also yeah, want al pacino that's... to catch his thing it's really weird so like it's so powerful yeah. how you want robert de niro and i did as well want him to win you do because we've seen this character and seen how, what he struggles with what he cares about what he values and and we um we can empathize with those things, right? Those are relatable. Um, And it's also for some reason uh, makes us have a blind eye to how many people he murdered throughout the whole process. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Blatantly murdered. One of them took a child hostage. He's a bad guy. I know these dudes are really bad dudes, you know? They're not good guys. But you're rooting for him, man. You're just rooting for him. I mean, like they they were they were they were very clear about how Robert De Niro and how Val Kilmer's characters were more um, morally aligned than others. Let's say, right? At least to some extent, right? They 
didn't seem to be overly excited to murder people until they had a good reason to. Yeah. yeah. But in that list, last sequence, when things are really getting hairy and they're trying to get away from, you know, with all the money and the shootout in the streets and they're, they're murdering lots of yeah, people. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, for they don't, don't shit. Give like, huh. did you guys notice, like, on that scene specifically, how loud everything was? Oh, dude, I had to turn my my TV like really down. Yeah. Like, dude, this like is loud. I was like, yeah. I was watching the movie and I was like, wow, this is really fucking loud. Well, like, they, I they didn't dial down how loud guns are. Yeah. No, I know, I know, yeah. I know, and I get that, which is funny because it's like I'd never thought. About that, like I'd seen, I God knows how many times we've seen action scenes, but just that scene was so loud. Like the sound team that handled that movie was fucking just amazing. Like Michael Mann must have gone and was like, "I want you guys to make these guns as loud as they fucking possibly can be." Like oh. I want it to be just so unreal because it was just like I've never watched a movie. Where I've sat, I mean, like, I've seen fucking, like, the shittiest action flicks. Like, you tell me fucking missing in action, Braddock from fucking Chuck Norris is not fucking action filled with act with fucking, like, Rambo and shit like that, dude. Like, I, even, like, movies like that, I've never experienced a movie where I thought to myself, like, this is really fucking loud. Like, the guns are very very loud <laughs> so to that point i'm reading now i just noticed this on imdb they mentioned that rather than dubbing the gunshots during the bank robbery shootout michael mann had microphones carefully placed around the set so that the audio could be captured Jesus. live this added to the impact of the scene because it sounded like no other gunfight shown For real i've never heard that before i thought I noticed it like watching the movie. I didn't think too much of it other than I was like, well, they're definitely trying to demonstrate how hectic and crazy this moment is and, and you know, how lethal these firearms are like in the way that they're like stopping an entire police force with three guys worth of, you know, these, I don't know what kind of gun that was. I was thinking it was an AK, but I don't think it's an AK. It was some other kind of definitely automatic gun. But anyway, uh, something else I read, and I want to caveat this because I'm kind of skeptical. I don't know if this is true, honestly, but I read that um, there's a sequence where Val Kilmer runs out and he reloads. And that 10 second clip apparently is used in military training for how you should be able to do it that quickly and carry on in a, in a firefight. Yeah, what's really funny about that, Derek? I was watching that. Se- I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it I, was seamless. And I thought to myself, I was like, there's no way he did that correctly. He got that gun loaded so quickly that it didn't look real to me. That's really He's like, click, boom, Yeah. Bang. And I was like, this, I'm like, I don't think that was real. But I was wrong. He did it that quickly. That's I've been using that for training. Then <laughs> he really did it. I, I mean, mean it- if that's true, that, I mean, I would. If if someone can let us know if that happens to be yeah. real, I would like, believe you. I just need an I need a source at this I mean, point. Is, is it, is it, he's like his backs up against the thing. He just drops the clip and pops in the new one. Like like fast he, yeah, and he's running so he down. Pulls, the he pulls the the magazine out as he's squatting down, and he slaps it in, hits it once on the side to engage that, and then stands up and starts firing again. I mean, we're talking about no more than ten seconds maximum. Dude, for that that's whole change out. Okay, let's talk about that fucking scene because that scene is I don't know. Their plan if, was to walk out the front door, dude. It almost it almost worked. Yeah. 
it almost worked. Like, like we're watching this whole heist happen. So we're good. Let's talk about the main heist. FYI, that main heist is actually based on a fucking true story. FYI. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. So, so, okay. So, so, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and talk to you guys about certain things. There's going to be two scenes in here. I'm going to talk about that actually fucking happened in real life. All right. Yeah. So Michael Mann, this movie is based to a certain degree on characters of an actual crew and cop. Vincent Hanna's character and Neil McCauley's character are based on actual. I read an article. I'll send you the guys the article if you want. It's based on actual people that happened. It's an actual event that happened in Chicago in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's For an real? actual guy who came who was alive in the 60s called Neil McCauley. It's a real guy. Oh, so oh he used he his had, name. Okay. Yeah, he used name. his name because okay. I'll tell you why. Because he died. Um, so uh, so Vincent Hanna's character is based on a guy. Um, I'll, I'll find his I'll find that guy's name. But so anyway, so there was a heist that happened in the 60s that happened just like this. Not so crazy and extravagant, but there was a, a shootout in the streets of Chicago between the cops and this crew. And Neil McCauley ended up dying at the end, whatever. But the scene in the movie in the restaurant between Neil McCauley and Vincent Hanna happened in real life. So this detective that he based Vincent Hanna's life on and Neil McCauley, of course, they actually had a conversation in a coffee shop. And the words that they spoke, the detective told Michael Mann, this is what we said to each other. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Like the scene where he said, where he said, uh, fuck, I'll find the scene. I'll find the, the, the words. But where he said, it, if, if it's between me and you, yeah. like I'm going to take yeah. care of it kind of thing. That kind of thing. Like those quotes, like that whole conversation supposedly like happened. Oh, crazy. Like that's nuts. Yeah. That's he's like, cool. You know, like the whole conversation happened. You know, like it's just, it's 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 unreal. But yeah, but it. I'll send you guys the article. It's a great article. It, so it, was, it was from last year, so it was I'm, a great article. I'm reading this now, and they're talking about how the exact thing you're talking about, how this all kind of came from An lots event. of lots of actual events. But at the very end of this this article, they start talking about how Heat 2 is right around the corner. And this was published in July of 22. So all I'm saying is, uh, one, this is opportune timing. But two, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll go see it. I mean, they they really going to have to do, but they're going to have to bring in like Harry Potter wands and magic and shit to make me (laughs) not want to go and watch that movie. But but I mean I'm just I'm just letting you know guys know like I mean they, 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 it's, it's based on real life but but uh but yeah it was just it was just like but the 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 scene where they're like going through the city and they're just battling with these cops and shooting everybody it was just God I, I like I had never seen that on film I didn't think they were gonna so get away crazy. I thought that was I, I honestly the way that they had painted the movie right we this is before I realized there was still an hour left as they're doing the shootout. But, you know, they'd kind of culminated to this ultimate heist. And I expected at that point that things were about to wrap up, that they were about to get caught, killed or probably both. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but uh, somehow they got away. And our next cut is 
they've already ditched the vehicle and they're at the hospital. They're patching up. You know, I mean, I, I, granted, I, I guess I didn't really need that context. I, I can understand how they got away at that point because there weren't very many police in the area. They had really disabled most of those vehicles at that point. There weren't anybody like, I am a little bit surprised that Al Pacino was it had the forethought to round the corner and find that other guy, but we also need to tie off that loose end, you know? Yeah, dude. yeah, exactly, dude. So, Eric, yes. Now that you have seen this for the first time, are there other movies that perhaps you thought you'd seen and haven't? There might be, but I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to be I'd have to be in the situation to watch it. <laughs> you know? I, I just really thought I did. And then like I really felt so hard, Derek. And I was like, oh, I think I started and I was like, this isn't like good fellas. And probably No, I know. So yeah. Uh, oh, is it is it that time? I think it's that Should time. Should we go for I don't know. Is it that time, dude? I, I don't know. Should we time. keep talking? I mean, well, we didn't touch on this one item. I, I should give them this one. Let's really go through this part. Yeah, let's the do budget. It. Let's do it. Let's do it, dude. Why Sixty we mil. Why do we gotta stop? Sixty, 60 Why mil. Why gotta be Debbie Downer, uh, Eric? And Eric. and and they made hundred and eighty-seven. Sixty million dollars. No, no, sixty. Sixty. Okay. Six zero million. They made a hundred and eighty-seven. Wow. They they made a very good profit. Yep. Three times, yep. three times that's the, the funds. You need. Yep, that's what you, you know. Doing. Okay, so spot. two hours and fifty minutes was that a lot? I mean, would, would do you think it yeah, was it too was, much? It, it, you could have cut stuff out, honestly. Like, if you're maybe twenty minutes at most. Yeah, I think you it still was going to be more than two hours. Oh yeah, it was going to be more than two hours. I don't mind no this. What. I don't mind this breach in two hours, but almost three hours is like, man, I don't know if we needed to push it that hard. You know. I think I think if we were to cut things out, it would have been the the sex scene, quote unquote sex scene, yeah. in the beginning with Al Pacino's character. I mean, really, that's probably honestly too, the only scene I would have gotten rid of. Honestly, too, what I probably would have cut, which really wasn't that necessary, was Natalie, yeah, the Natalie Portman's whole entire storyline. Oh, okay, but that's Not why really he, that's why Al Pacino got back with his wife in the end. Well, he yeah. didn't get back with her, but no, they reconciled over I, that trauma. I get it, or you don't. They reconcile. needed a way to tie Wayne Grow to him. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the asshole? I, Eric's the asshole right look, now. Look, we're ask, we ask for we ask for all the storylines and and arcs to complete, and they did a real thorough could, job. I here. know, but you could have completed that another way. They could have got a divorce. They could have. I don't know. You think? I mean, I I here. Okay, so here that goes back to the whole point of where they needed to show. They needed to introduce Al Pacino's character in a personal context so that we could understand that there was more than just his job that he was battling with. Yeah. That was something he was, that, that was a, an arc of his own, right? And we do, I think, get a little bit more than is really necessary. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But more than, I was going to say more than what's necessary for us to understand how his marriage is falling apart. Um, but you know, how do you bring those people to reconcile all of that, to, to level that off and, and find some medium without there being some sort of, you know, mechanism for them to need to reconcile that. And that at the, cause at the end there was nothing there and 
I'd totally forgotten about the daughter at that point. And I noticed the puddle when he walked into his apartment. I was like, man, is that just a weird pattern? No, maybe, maybe he'll come back Eric, to it. Let me ask you, a <sighs> I appreciate all the information you just dropped it, but let me ask you a real question. <laughs> Do you think, honestly, think really hard about this, that you couldn't come up with another way besides Natalie Portman's uh, plot line to close out that, that storyline in a much quicker amount of time even in one scene here's the thing though it's not natalie portman's storyline that we need to to close out because we don't get we don't really care too much about her like we know yeah. she exists as a character yeah. we don't really care mm-hmm. um it's more so that al pacino can have a reason an arc of his own in her own personal because we get to that's part of why we care about all these characters both the protagonist and the antagonist is seeing their personal lives seeing their personal arcs and if Al Pacino doesn't have one, then there's a big gap there. So we needed an arc for Al Pacino, which necessitated his wife and in a way for those two to have some sort of um, external uh, factor, bring them back to some sort of normal had to be some other item like her daughter could have been that thing. And if keep in mind, if we get too perfect with it, if we get too tied in, <laughs> then we're going to get Tokyo Godfathers. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. Dude, okay. Right, no, so, no, uh, hold on a second. So, Dad, okay. all right, again. <laughs> again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask okay. you a question. Okay. I appreciate all that information. But you're telling me that you yourself couldn't come up with a better <laughs> storyline than the Natalie Portman one to wrap up that relationship. That's what I'm asking. No. That's no. not true. It's not true. No. That's not, not true. You absolutely could. Me and I you could come up with I, one right now. I have, I have no experience writing okay, story okay, arcs. Okay, great. okay, fine. Take, no, away. All right, fine. Take your bit. brain out of it. Then, do you think that Alan Sorkin couldn't come up with another way? Do you think that Paul Thomas Anderson? Okay, couldn't come okay, up but with wait, another whoa, way. Whoa, whoa. You can't. You can't, you're holding, you're giving them court into uh, their, their trial, their court date based on today's standards, which are very different. The okay. talent right, today is different. Let me try this again then. Do you think that Steven Spielberg couldn't come up with a different In 95? Yes. Probably not. No. Yes, he could. You don't think oh. Frank Darabont couldn't come up with a different way Maybe. in 1995? Maybe. Okay. But, but you're, you're, I mean, come on, you're getting so nitpicky about this whole movie over this tiny little item. <laughs> okay. Listen, <laughs> I'm not kidding. You're, you're, I am nitpicky because I really like this film. This makes it sound like I don't like it. I really like it a lot. But... I was nitpicky about Chris not having any kind of closure. Oh no. I love yet... that. I loved that. No, you're wrong. Oh no. I love that. But like there's things that you could cut out of this film. I'm saying you could have cut it down quite a bit. That's all I'm saying. That storyline isn't necessary. And they could have come up with something else to wrap them up. I will say, and this is not because I was pressed for time to finish the movie before we recorded. Towards the end, especially the running through the airport. Dude, that's another thing. There was <laughs> a lot of straight minutes of running. I was like man, skipping minutes dude, at a time. Dude, and nothing was they, happening. They, I'm ran, gonna, I, they ran at least four miles, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. You know what I just bought right now? Mm, I no. just bought the director's definitive edition on Blu-ray. What is right it? Now. Is it four hours long? 
I don't know, but I just bought it. It's like five bucks on Amazon. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm getting it, bro. No, that's a good buy. It's a good film. Right. Right. It says it's two hours and 50 minutes, but I don't know. It's a director's definitive edition. Okay. So I think anyway. we were watching the definitive edition. <laughs> I think that's, I I watched, watched, that's yeah. what I watched. Me too. I think. I don't know. I don't know, dude. But I'm gonna watch it anyways. I bought it anyways because I love physical media. But dude, I mean, it's a great movie. I'm I glad would, we watched it. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you one thing, and I and I kind of agree with you here, Eric. I love Natalie Portman, but honestly, I didn't need any of her backstory. We didn't we? Didn't need her in the movie at all. I didn't need it. We didn't. I don't need Vincent Hanna's fucking private life. Here's I a, enjoyed Robert De Niro's private life, honestly, more than I did Vincent honestly, Hanna's. Yeah, I, I don't honestly really don't care about his story that much either. I care about him. I mean, but not the backstory as much. Really? Yeah. Am I? Are we being assholes for thinking that yeah, way? To be honest with you, yeah, that could have cut at least thirty minutes. I, that's like <laughs> thirty know? minutes of the movie that yeah. we just don't need because look, Vincent Hanna was cool, but he was. But like Al Pacino's character, he was great as Vincent Hanna, but I don't need to know that his fucking life. And, and this is the thing. So like I've listened to true crime. I've listened to a lot of different things and in, in podcasts and different shit like that. And the one thing that he said in the movie that kind of turned me off to his character was the aspect of him not telling his wife what he does on a daily basis. I've listened to a, a lot of people like detectives and shit. And there was one detective. I listened to his podcast called... um. Uh, small town, uh, small town dicks. What? <laughs> okay, so just to give you context, small please, town dicks. Please so, so, bring so, the small context. Town, small t- no, no, no. You, you, you guys should listen to this really good show. Uh-huh. So it's uh, it's with um, Yearly Smith. You guys know who Yearly yeah, Smith yeah, is. Uh, part she's of, the voice of of uh, of, of um, Lisa, oh, Lisa Simpson. Sorry, Lisa. Yeah. yeah. So she's Lisa Simpson. So she has a uh, podcast that she has that's going on for like five, six years now. And what it is is that it's a podcast that talks – it's a true crime podcast about small-town America. One of the guys on the show is actually her ex-husband or her husband at this point. I don't even know at this point. But there's two, it's two twin brothers that are small-town police officers, and they bring in not just their cases – but cases of other small town police officers from around the world could be Scotland, Ireland. They never tell you Indiana, Ohio, but small town America. So they put a spotlight on cases that that police police and they bring in those those detectives, police officers that have worked those cases to describe those cases. They change the names, of course, but they talk about the cases in small town America that you wouldn't expect to be in that. And it's a really good show. It's a really really good podcast. If you ever listened to it, but so one of the things that I, I heard in the podcast, most of those detectives, and it's because now with mental health and back then in the nineties, you didn't have the mental health aspect of it. He said, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, some dude put his baby in the microwave because it cried too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was too loud. Yeah. And the detectives on the show nowadays, they say they speak to their wives they don't tell them all the details, but they tell them enough where they feel like they've gotten off their chest enough where it's mm-hmm. not going to be just on them and it's not right. going to affect them as much because now they have a support system. 
Where back then in 95, cops didn't have that kind of support system from their own families. And even still now, they have trouble with their own marriages and things of that nature. But, but you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, like, I don't, like, Vincent Hanna's character, when he said that, I was like, dude, I mean, like, I understand it's a little dated. So I get back then that's how things worked. But I was just like, at that point, I was just like, I don't know if I even care about this character that much. It's just, to be honest it's with just you. mostly, it's meant to. Not to further, mention the movie's not great, but no, it, it, the whole point of that is it's meant to portray further as to how dedicated he is and entrenched yes. in his work that he is, and yes, how um, disciplined in a very different way he is uh, about yes. you know the things that he chooses to spend his time doing and not doing, right? Um, I will say that, you know, in that same vein, you know, just one year prior, we saw what Natalie Portman could do in Leon. Oh, in, in The Professional? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's hard to care about a truly minor character to this movie, this sequence, and and why that. I, I get it. They needed a bit of a MacGuffin there, right? But I got a lot of other really good closure, and I don't know. I don't know that it's. It could have been improved, right? But it wasn't awful. It doesn't. It wasn't. It wasn't to go Godfathers. Yeah, I just, I just like. I don't think. I mean, and and I don't know. I mean, I just don't think that Vincent Hanna, other than his, you know, interaction with the other police officers. I just don't know if his family life was something that was pertinent to the story mm -hmm. to a certain degree. I mean, I, I, I mean, I could have gotten a piece of it and still understood where he was going with it. I don't, they didn't need all of what happened. Like, right. Like, like Eric said, like it sucks to say, but the suicide scene with Natalie Portman's character yeah, we already knew her fucking home life was fucked up as it is. I didn't need that. It mm. sucks. And it just added to the, the drama of what he was dealing with. And I guess it was, it sucks to say it was kind of a MacGuffin to a certain degree for their relationship to kind of put them back together. But mm. it was a very extreme MacGuffin that did not need to happen. It could have just, well, honestly, even, it's not even that. So much. It's just like I feel like her entire storyline is just completely unnecessary in the movie. All the it was unnecessary. Yeah. You, you didn't need to go that route, you know. And honestly, it could have. I could have been more. Like we said, we like this movie a lot, and I don't want to shit on the movie as much. But that aspect of the motion picture, the relationship between the the uh, Vincent Hanna and the 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 character played by Justine Venora, um. Diane Venora, Justine, Justine's character. I would have actually enjoyed it more if it was more of Vincent Hanna being more vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like him actually showing some type of emotion where he would have been, you know, even if he was like crying because of what he's seeing on a daily basis. I think I would have probably, I don't know what you guys think, but I think it would have probably, that would have probably hit me more than the aspect of using the daughter's attempted suicide to bring them together. Do you, do you follow me? I do. And I think, okay, so here's the thing that I think that we're forgetting about. 
I'm, I'm going to ask this, but uh, I think I know the answer. Have you guys ever heard of foveated rendering? No. Okay. It's a modern technology that they use for VR headsets where they track what you're looking at on the screen within the goggles and they render your what you're actually looking at sharper than everything else in your your you know focal range, right? Yeah. All the things that are in your periphery, right? All the things in periphery are rendered at a much more blurry, lower grade because you can't tell because you can't focus on everything at once. Here's the thing. She was outside of that rendering field. The further we get away from our key characters, the less integral those characters are the less fleshed out those side character plots are right yeah there were people running down the street that were not important we didn't know their names we didn't know what they'd done earlier that day because they weren't relevant to the story and so you know we look at our key key players right you know our protagonist antagonist the crew that was with him the other police officers maybe their spouses as we get further and further from that circle it gets blurrier and blurrier and less yeah. detailed we're just noticing it at this point. Like that happens all over the place. And maybe it was just one piece that you were hoping was better fleshed out because it kind of touched the center of our focus, but it wasn't really the point, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I agree that it could have been done better, but I'd also don't know that it needed to be any better. I, yeah. And I think first of all, Derek, great analogy. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent analogy. I I agree with that hundred percent. But yeah, even with technology, killing it on yeah. all levels, bro. You're yeah. killing it. But even with that I, being I smashed said, the beers and I'm running out, guys. And you guys are going deep. <laughs> <laughs> but even with that being said, like with that analogy being said, like I don't. You're right. That's exactly what happened. And if she wasn't even in the storyline at all, then it would it wouldn't have affected it. It made zero difference. And they it could did. have come up with clever ways to wrap up the storyline between um, Al Pacino and his wife. In a smaller amount of time, too. I'm telling true. you, these writers are it's good. It's true. So, so can I ask a question? Because I'm, and I, I need an honest answer. Um, I'll lie. I how will lie much? To you. How how good? In very general terms. How good is Val Kilmer? How good as an actor? No, Val Kilmer. What says? As an like, actor, is he, right? Is he a great actor. You mean as an actor, okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. So on the scale here's, of because one here's to the ten, thing. I've seen him in a, I've only seen him in a couple of things. I know he's done a lot of things, mm-hmm. but some of the things that I've seen him in, he was really good in. So on a scale of one to ten, meaning ten being amazing, like a, a brilliant. Who's, who's ten? Brilliant. Who's ten? Like Helen Mirren, Pedro Pascal, Daniel Day Lewis is is a ten. Uh, okay, Kate Winslet is a ten. Robert De Niro is a ten. I mean, he's like a nine to me, but okay, I'll give him. I know why people think nine point five. Yeah. Where's Val at? Val, man. Val, I think is a solid seven. I can agree with that. I think. I don't think Val is bad. I think Val is good. I think it depends on the context of the role he's playing. I mean, I'm looking at a lot <laughs> like of Like, if his... you watch Spartan, Spartan is out of control. It's David Mamet, which is kind of a different kind of situation. But if you watch, like, Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang. You know, Val Kilmer is really good at the things that he's in, <laughs> though, dude. I don't know. He is. Maybe we'll give Spartan him higher. Spartan is a little weird, but Kiss King Bang... Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang is... 
if okay, so came with Robert De Niro. If or if we're saying, or if we're saying those are those people are ten, and we're putting Rob, Bobby D in an, and if we're putting Bobby D in a nine and a half, then I think I could put Val at like Kiss, Kiss Bang Bang is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, not De Niro. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. I, I here's the thing. Um, I've I've only seen him in a few of his movies. I've not seen his entire filmography. I'm I am not certain of all the work that he's done. I just think about you know some of the films that, that I truly enjoy, and we I we've I've gushed about Tombstone before. Yeah, and he did an incredible job in that. And I still watch that movie. I still see that character, and whether it's in stills or film or motion or anything in between, I don't see Vel Kilmer there. That doesn't like I. He is acting to such a level that I am looking him plain in the face, and I yeah. don't see Val Kilmer. I see Doc Holliday. It depends and, on the motion picture, and and I, I'm sure that not everyone has got you know a flawless you know track record. Uh, Daniel but, Day Daniel Day Lewis does, uh, but, but that's the, <laughs> that's the problem. Someone's a fan. That's the problem. Someone with, is all about it. <laughs> That's the problem with Val Kilmer. I think that he's got some bangers, bro, like some serious ones. But I feel like there was a few that I was like, hmm. yeah, it 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 happens. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, he's but the but the ones that he's really shines in, he really fucking shines. Yeah, he's great. Like he's great. Like I that's what that's what I'm saying. He's like solid seven, maybe seven point five out of ten. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Depending that- on the flick. He's got his his share of of duds, but oh yeah, I mean the Saint is one. The of Saint them. is so bad. Oh, is, is it bad? Oh. It's not that great. It's not that great, and it's got the it's got like the bones of it, and I don't know if it's him or Elizabeth Shue, yeah. but it's oh, got the bones God. because he's he's actually not bad in it, and and the guy who's the bad guy is the Russian actor Rade Zerbajan. He's a great like character actor. I just don't know if it's Elizabeth Shue that fucking kills the movie because <laughs> it's dude. just not great. Oh, no, it's a bad movie. I mean, the Saint is literally like like James Bond that was on TV. That's what it was because Roger Moore was the Saint. But but yeah, yeah, it's it's not a good flick. It's not good at all. Okay, maybe I'll go and watch that one. Like, watch might... it on like on like a Sunday afternoon when you got nothing else to do. Like that's the kind well, of thing I, you I want mean, to watch. I even enjoyed. I mean, some of the corny ones, like Real Genius. Oh, that's Real Genius is actually good. Oh, that's not bad. Great movie. Yeah, that's not. That's really? the good I always feel. I feel like that's definitely a movie that I that's enjoyed, corny, but it's something nice that I so good. It feels like a guilty pleasure film. It's so it is. good. The Saint is not one of those. <laughs> okay. Okay. Saint. The Saint is like oh, it's a Sunday afternoon. I got to do. The boys asleep. I'm gonna watch a flick. Okay, let's watch The Saint. All right, so now that we've, uh, you guys have anything else you want to talk about the motion picture? You guys good? I think, I think I'm ready to do the thing. All right, let's go ahead and talk about our top shelf this week. Um, I'll go first. You gotta do ratings, dude. Oh, the ratings. Sorry, let's do the ratings. Okay, so my rating on this motion picture, uh, before Derek, you go to yours because I know you're, it's your flick. I'm gonna give it a solid 8.5. All right. Let me give it 8.5. 8.5 on this flick. Because it's it's got outside of the Vincent Hanna backstory, which is really the only thing that's not really totally needed, you can still do stuff with like five minutes instead of like 30 minutes of that shit. Mm-hmm. Everything else is pretty much what is needed in the motion picture for context. 
outside of Vincent Hanna's backstory. Everything else is great. I don't see anything else other than Vincent Hanna and the, his family life that's really needed in the movie. But everything you know else works. Maybe you couldn't cut 20 minutes out of this film because I also would have valued fleshing out Danny Trejo's backstory a little bit. I would have swapped Vincent Hanna for Danny Trejo's family backstory, maybe. Yeah, or that, maybe. because if you added Tre- Trejo's backstory, this film would have been, I don't know. Three and a half hours. Nine hours. Oh, long. no, no. We would still need that. We cut 20 minutes elsewhere and then bring in Danny Trejo's wow. story. <laughs> okay, what do you, I, I got you. 8.5. 8.5. Eric, I where are you at? Um, I, I think this was a great movie, man. Great pick. I loved it. I enjoyed watching it. I was glad to uh, have seen it, and I didn't think that I was going to like it as much as I did as I kept watching it. But either way, um, 7.9. Oh, dang. I totally missed you there. <laughs> Golly, I was way off. 7.9? Yeah, what did you think I was going to give it? Oh, gosh. Way more gratuitous than that. My rating. <laughs> um, how well I thought it was made, I was going to give it a 4.3. Um, not Not fantastic not incredible but really good really solid um in my opinion better than scarface so i agree with that i'm I'm there with that um and then how much i enjoyed it 4.1 still really good film so that brings me to an 8.4 okay not bad and our average for this movie is an 8.2 we were all that makes sense that works that That works yeah i mean it's a great flick dude yeah it's a great flick great choice derek Derek. i don't know choice did you like you're like like we said strike out or home run that's all derek dude I'm here for it. That's me. That was a grand. You are me. the Albert Pujols of our show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Wow. You go from in the army now to everything everywhere. All I'm just going to call mean, you Derek Pujol. Derek oh, Pujols. Derek, Derek Pujols. All right. Go ahead. Right. Pujols. Now is the time. Start thinking about your top shelf. My Eric, top tell me. shelf. No, 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 no. Eric's going. You just okay. want you to think about yours because I don't. I, didn't I want know you mine. to know what it is by the time we get to mine. you. I don't know mine. I could talk about my right fucking now, Dave. Go, go, then. go. go ahead. All right. My top shelf, actually, and I know you guys don't, aren't a big fan, but I'm a big fan of westerns and western oh, is TV it the shows. 1830, whatever. No, 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 that came out. That's no. a great fucking show, but no. Honestly, I've been watching right now the Emily Blunt Prime Video movie called show called The English. Mm, not heard that, dude. It's a great, it's a cool fucking show. I love. I, I don't know what you guys think about westerns. I know you guys aren't big on westerns, but I love westerns, and especially western TV series. This one is fucking great. It's great because Emily Blunt does some shit in this show that I've, like I've never, I would never expect her to do. And it's just, it just goes to show you, like, she plays a, an English woman who comes to the States to exact revenge on the man who killed her her child. That's what she says. I don't know where it's going, honestly. But, but you like it, it just goes to show you, like, it's like she's an English woman, an English lady of, an English lady of status. Like, she's a lady. Like, her character is a lady, Cordelia Locke. But it just goes to show you, when you come to the States in the 1800s, you go to the Wild West, nobody gives a fuck about that. Because we're going to kill everybody and everything in front of you. And we will and we will either rape you or you have to kill us. It gets crazy. It's a great fucking show. So watch the, okay. watch the show. The first episode stars Toby Jones and Sierra and Hines. If you don't know who they are, look them up. Look them up. They're I know who Toby Jones is, yeah. Really, but but Kieran, Kieran Hines, he is a great actor, 
and he's in the first episode, and he's only in the first episode, and so is Toby Jones, and it's wild. I'm like, what oh. the fuck? You guys have these guys in the first episode, and that's it? Holy shit. So, anyways, it's on Prime Video. It's called The English. Yeah, yeah. Watch Looks it. Like it's worth it. They, at, le- at least at this time, they've only given it one season. Yes. It's only six episodes long, so it's not that, a lot. It's pretty digestible. I, I'm about... I just finished watching the first fourth episode and I'm waiting to see how it ends up. I'm like, I don't know where it's going. I also yeah. don't know where it's going. Yeah. And, and there's a really solid cast here. So yeah, I'm yeah. liking this. Cool. All right, Eric, what you got, man? What's, what's your, uh, your, your top shelf, sir. Um, so I purchased a video game. Oh shit. Oh, don't, don't do it. Don't say I it. I did. I purchased it. And I think, I think I purchased what you think I purchased. <laughs> we talked about it on the last episode, did we? Would you, would you, would you, would you purchase? Say it, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, I fucking knew it. <laughs> you like it? Dude, I know it, you like it. it. Slaps so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh-huh. We talked about the whole trans issue that came up with with her. Have you noticed? The lady who's the bartender at or the owner of the three of the three broomsticks in Hogsmeade. Oh, I haven't gotten that far yet, dude. I've only I'm only probably played it for. So that character two hours. is a trans character. Okay. Well, you, and you'll notice I'll, it when I'll, I'll you see it. it. I'm not gonna give a fuck, but <laughs> you know, but no, no, no. But it's like the whole episode just is like like as soon as I have it, I'm like wait a minute, and then like there's something that she that she says where you're just like holy shit, huh? and that's it. Cool. Oh, okay. It's so it. it's something that okay. I, to me, that's a little bit more acceptable when it's something that somebody says versus an outward appearance trope, right? No, and that, and that's it's what not. I was worried about. But it, but yeah, but go ahead, Eric. Yeah, it's it's just a fun game. I've I've only been playing it for about two hours, but I got it two days ago, and I got it played in about half an hour increments, and I was just sucked in, dude. <laughs> like I just want to learn so more spells. I just want to grow and learn at the magical world, the whimsical world. Hey, Harry Potter. Hey guys, what what the hat so the hat chose me to a uh What'd you what'd you get? What do you think guess? What do you think I got? Okay, 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 okay. Which one is for dipshits? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, Slytherin because of the pretentiousness, no, no, right? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think you got Are you a Hufflepuff? He's Hufflepuff. Derek. No, I'm I'm gonna say uh every answer is wrong. No, I mean, there's only four. You so. don't even know yeah. what they are, dude. <laughs> Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, and... and so uh, pick one, dude. Pick one. For fucking just shit. pick What's one. What's the last about one? Guys? Gryffindor. Think about Gryffindor, who I am. Yeah. And the, I think the game got it I'm right. going Hufflepuff. I'm going to say Hufflepuff. <laughs> you got Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's so funny that you guys think I'm so soft because it's true. <laughs> Did you get Hufflepuff? Did you get Hufflepuff? I didn't get Hufflepuff, but I think oh. it's hilarious because I feel like you're not the only ones that have said that to me. <laughs> What'd you get, Ravenclaw? I did. I got Ravenclaw, and I think it's legit. That makes sense. <laughs> I got Hufflepuff. 
by the way. You didn't get Hufflepuff? That I... makes sense to me, though. I've yeah. always gotten Hufflepuff. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. but I've always got Hufflepuff. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. I feel like I should, I'm like a Hufflepuff guy, but I really am in my heart, I'm Ravenclaw. It makes sense. Yeah, you're, Ravenclaw you're very, you're very intuitive. Yeah. That was like, you're very yeah, intuitive, you're very intellectual. Emo, you know? <laughs> so, kind of emo. Yeah. Derek is more of a Slytherin, because he's an mm-hmm. asshole like Derek that. Derek, you are Look, a Slytherin. No, no you guys are about to make me make a very bad decision. <laughs> I want you to make it. I want you to make it. So because here's the problem. You know, I know that you can just go online and take the little online quizzes, but that's not the truth. No, 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 the no, truth no, no. is the video this game. One is, no, this you is go legit. to you answer. You go questions. to the Wizarding World of Harry no, Potter website. To you me. can do it. Listen to me. I don't trust it until I do it in the game. Uh-huh, that's smart. And I refuse to play this game because <laughs> you don't want to so, learn. I'm going to spend the money to buy this game to do that one thing <laughs> and then never open it again. You, might, no, you know, won't you be might. able to, bro. You won't be able to. You might. Dude, you just go, look, do this. Go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter website. It's not the same, Tomas, and you but know it. It it's is, not because same, you know why? No. I used my account, and it took it. Yes! All so, right. Maybe maybe next week, folks, you'll find out. Probably not, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm Hufflepuff. You know who else is Hufflepuff? Yeah. Deadpool. It's canon. Oh my god. Are you serious? <laughs> he has it in the Marvel comics That's and he so says funny. it. And then J.K. Rowling was like, he's a Hufflepuff for real. And 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 Ryan Reynolds is like, Yeah, he's Hufflepuff, and so am I. And that's it, buddy. That's, that's so all I care about, bro. <laughs> Deadpool's Hufflepuff. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Deadpool man. is such a Hufflepuff, though. He's such a Hufflepuff. I really he wanted, is. honestly, I really did want Gryffindor or Hufflepuff, but I knew it. I was like, I'm going to get fucking Ravenclaw. Because I yeah. am. Like, I'm like legit a Ravenclaw, dude. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm so glad. I just want the game, to be dude. Hufflepuff, and I want to be Gryffindor. <laughs> so, so the game is separated into four different, into the four different seasons of the year uh-huh. of the school year uh-huh. i'm right now i'm in i just made it to winter and where do so, we start we start in you start fall? you start at the beginning of summer at the end of summer beginning of fall and then it goes into fall then it goes into winter so i'm in the middle of i'm at the end middle Which end the of the rest winter. of the world they call that autumn yes but yeah all right cool dude all right, all right well, dude, it's such a good that's game. all i gotta so say yeah thank you man. thank you for letting me talk about i'm that. bringing gold to this podcast and then you bring that <laughs> what do you what, what's your oh, top shelf top. oh no one cares all right so i brought two and you can't tell me i can't so here's what it oh, is fuck me. i mentioned how i love cheesy heist movies and um you know what i found out the other day apparently that they um I think it's the History Channel or History Network has greenlit and now been airing a show with Pierce Brosnan as the host talking about history's greatest heist. Oh, shit. What show is that? It's called History's Greatest Heist with Pierce Brosnan. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I've been watching it, dude. There's um, they've got the season is slated for eight episodes. There are already uh, five out. I've watched the first four. The fifth one just came out a couple um i'm really enjoying it it's a really nice casual show if you like like stuff you'd see on history channel or the smithsonian it's right up that alley right um i'm really enjoying the show and it's very relevant to today's conversation with the movie the heat so that's my first pick really Sweet. good show um i like it i'm i'm really enjoying it so now um for my real pick <laughs> jesus because Christ. 
because I, I can't ignore how good this show is. It is very rare and it's been a while since I started a show and binged it. Like I, I could not stop. I had to finish every episode and I was riveted for every moment. And Eric got to sample this show with me the other day. So, you know, it's coming. There's a new show out on Amazon Prime starring Christoph Waltz called The Consultant. Oh, and you talked about it. It is so freaking good. Man, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you how good this show is. There are twists and turns and things that you just don't understand. You want to, you're glued to the screen. They're, they're baiting all these things out there and they are really hook, line and sinker. I am, I'm all in the middle of it. I am going to get a little bit vulgar here for a moment. So folks who are around children probably turn this down. Um, the consultant meets a CEO of a company for the very first time with no appointment and within 20 minutes convinces the consultant to not only consent to signing over their entire company upon their death, but to having the consultant arrange that CEO's murder and face fucks the CEO in 20 (laughs) minutes. In 20 minutes, he walks in and convinces someone to do those three things, get demeaned, give up their company and all their livelihood and be murdered by this person within the next two weeks. Talk about a hooker. Dude. Hooker. I mean, a hook. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. That was a, 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 what is that? A Freudian slip that I just had there. Baby. Talk about a hook, hook line, man. (laughs) So. I I cannot tell you how good this show is. I have recommended it to a number of people and they've really enjoyed it. I know that I'm I me and Eric watched an episode and I, I did you ever go back and watch yeah, any you more convinced of it? Me. I, I kept watching it. So I, I watched the first step. I watched three episodes and then stopped because I told Reba, I was like, I think you're going to like this. And we've watched the first. Oh, episode oh yeah. She's interested. So, yeah. It's good, man. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah. watch it. I gotta watch yeah. it, then. dude. Um, I will tell you. Just put on the first episode when your wife is sitting with you. That's okay. all you need. That's all you need to do. Nice. Just do that, and nice. and you're hooked. Um, and you know, not that my mother has the best track record as we've been talking, but she's really enjoyed this show as well. So take hey, do with that Eric, with what Mom, you will. Listen, I know you did your best. He's just sometimes, ugh. yeah. A huge dick. Impatient, <laughs> Maybe. Arrogant. But I don't think that had anything to do with you. He made his own choices no. when he got to a certain age. He's, he's, <laughs> just, oh he's just a dick. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, when I apologize. You're freaking pig. I apologize. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I mean, did you guys ever watch? This is not my, my top shelf or anything, but did you ever watch that Murdoch? I show did. on Netflix? I watched the one on <sighs> Netflix and HBO, my dog. Oh, my God. Fucking wild. Anyways, all right. So, my pick for the next episode, gentlemen, is a movie that I've watched only once, and it's always kind of piqued my interest. And I want to see kind of what your guys' interests on it are. Is it's a movie from the seventies, stars Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. It is the motion picture known as. Straw Dogs. Oh wow! I've never seen this. Have you never seen it? No, bro, bro. I like. I watched it when I was in like in college, 
and I haven't seen it since. And I've been thinking about watching that. They remade it recently with James Marsden and uh, and uh, and a Bill Scars, not Bill Skarsgård, um, Alexander Skarsgård, yeah. his brother, mm-hmm. the one who was in uh, True Blood yeah. and uh, Northman. And um, God, what was her name? Um, I forgot her name. But anyways, this movie came out in the 70s. It's directed by Sam Peckinpah. It's a bit more of an artistic movie, but I've always thought it was kind of like a, I don't know. The movie was, it's for the seventies. It always kind of was like real, like, uh, like it was real in your face for the seventies. But mm. anyways, straw dogs, it was actually at some point it was banned in the UK for quite some time. Yeah. I'm looking here and you can't, you can't stream it for free anywhere. You've got to, you got to rent it. It's it's worth the motion picture. And from what I remember, it was actually good, but we'll see where it goes, dude. I just thought I had heard about them. I heard, heard Tarantino and Avery talking about it on, um, on video archives. And I was like, you know, that'd be a good fucking movie to talk about just to kind of see where we go with it. You know what I yeah, mean? Let's do and it. I hadn't yeah. seen it. I haven't seen it for like 15, 20 years. Honestly. I've never seen, seen it. it. Yeah. You've never seen yeah, it? Yeah, let's do it. It's it's a cool fucking movie, and it's right there, like 1971, 72, so it's like right at the beginning of the whole like 70s exploitation era kind of thing, so. Cool. I don't know, dude. We'll cool. see where it goes, but that's my pick, bro. Straw Dogs. Awesome. All right, yes. man. All right, so um, now that we've got the pick for next episode, let's go ahead and go with the, uh, with the, 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 the quote. There's a lot of quotes in this movie, but... The one quote that I always loved in this movie was the movie was the quote. It is a one line quote from Tom Sizemore. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, the action is the juice. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. Good one. It's a very small quote, yeah. but it, but it was like, well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. That's the actual quote. Yeah, and I always thought that was a great line from this flick. I've watched the movie three times, and that's the best line. In the it's whole a good movie. line. Yeah, it's a good. So, one. Good night, folks. Everybody, have a good weekend. Enjoy yourselves. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Peace.